What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams here on Black Friday in the building. Shout out to you consumers. Welcome, everybody, to the Wake Up Show. Shit, I didn't even, I got my mess, I got my intro messed up. He said, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the King of Kings. The Bruce Wayne of this ish. The King of Content and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly, Coach Yalini, also known as the Notorious CGA. And the Prognosticator, Coach Adamus. And also the People's Champion in here. <laughs> All right, y'all out here shopping. All right, people out here shopping, women be shopping, women be shopping. All right, we back in here. I know people, were you confused? I wasn't being, I wasn't back here last night, man. I was out here chilling like a villain. I had that itis from the turkey and all of them 15 and 16 sides. All right, I don't know why there's so many sides for a couple pieces of turkey. All right, listen, or ham or whatever you guys had. But uh, we back in here. It's Black Friday. People shopping at Walmart. Buying 85-inch TVs for $25 or $250. All right, whatever y'all doing. Cheap-ass televisions. But anyway, <laughs> all right, yeah, man. We got a great show today. Women, A woman says, and we talk about this a lot, this debate. This will be somewhat of a debate. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, depending what you follow. Uh, you guys know my opinion on this, but we'll talk about it. This woman says, and this is the main event topic, monogamy was invented by men and that it was for the benefit of men Women naturally are polygamous. Now, <laughs> this woman's going to explain it. A lot of people got in their feelings in the comment section related to this particular thing. And I can't say I disagree with her. I actually agree with her. You know, people of uh, free thinking mindsets can look at see these things. And there's some, there could be some argument that women indeed are jealous. And they particularly wanted monogamy for themselves as well. But if you look at today's culture, Today's culture is nowhere near monogamous. There is no such thing. There's not many people that can step up and say that they're monogamous. Okay. Now, people can say they're temporarily sexually exclusive, meaning they give their sexual exclusivity to a person from time to time for a period of time. And this goes back into my original thing that people seem to be debating me about, about love doesn't last. And people say love indeed lasts. Love last, coach. You've just been hurt. And there's been a lot of loves last. As a matter of fact, I've been with my mate for five years. And my love has been lasting. And I never knew love like this before. Yeah, you opened my eyes. And then I eventually say, well, that's fantastic because I'm very knowledgeable about how to debate. And before I debate a topic, I know some questions to ask. So I then say, well, is this your only relationship? Is this your only love? Have you ever not loved another person before? Have you ever been in any other relationship prior to this one? Now, that's when they get the shuffling. That's when the shuffling lasts, because guess what? They're going to be like, well, I guess I have been in other relationships. Okay, so when you were in those relationships, were you not in love with that person? Hmm. Now, in order for them to save face, they're going to be like, nah, I wasn't in love. Or they might say, yes, I was in love. Now, if they say, because it's a trap question, and uh, shout out to um, our man, Anton Daniels. He came on, 
And he recognized it as a trap question. All right. So I actually asked him the same question and he caught it. He was like, ah, I see what your ass is doing. You trying to catch me in the trap. And it's a trap question immediately. Immediately. It's a trap question, because if you say to me, love lasts. But I asked you, you've been in a relationship and were you in love with that person? And you say yes. Well, you just agreed with me. Love doesn't last. If you've ever been in multiple relationships and you have claimed to ever have been in any level of love, then you agree that love does not last. It's just a temporary feeling. And then once you got over it, you probably moved into another relationship where you gave your temporary sexual exclusivity to someone else, thus eliminating the possibility of monogamy. It's gone. We share partners. We're in the partner sharing business. Some of us do not even do temporary sexual exclusivity. Most people do multiple uh, sexual exclusivities, which would be poly relationships. If you've ever cheated, if she's ever cheated on you, if you've ever had multiple men serve multiple purposes, meaning there's an emotional guy, a financier, a sexual guy, that would be called poly. That is not monogamy. And so these are the conversations that we need to honestly have with ourselves because um, most human beings, and I say that lightly, all right, most people are human doings, right? But most human beings pretty much had this, let's just say it like this. You have an ego. Many times your ego prevents you from deleting yourself. Most ultimately, we go into self-preservation mode, even if it's preserving yourself from looking stupid. All right. And so what pe people will do is like, um, it's like, can you tickle yourself? No, you can't really do it. Right. And that's the same thing is you really can't delete yourself. Some people find a way to do it. But the ego is so big in ourselves. And we look to preserve ourselves so much that we don't want to uh, admit that we do stupid things. Like we want to admit that we can love somebody forever, but we have never done it. We have never done it. Like, again, most people believe that you can uh, have a lasting love. Most people never have accomplished it. Like you've tried it and then you've never done it and you failed. So when a person like me comes along and says, well, love doesn't last, you get offended. It's like, oh, I don't want to admit that I done wrong. It's like admitting to deleting yourself. Like, ah, you don't want to do that. The ego is so big. So you want to believe you can love forever. But then when I tell you to go ahead and get out your worksheet, I'm going to have a worksheet. <laughs> I'm going to have a worksheet by the end of 2022. Get your worksheet out before you come debate me. Write down all the relationships you've been in. Write down all the crushes you've had. Write down all the, the women that you've slept with before post-nut clarity, right? Write all the women that you've had a crush with, took out on a date that you fell in love with. You, you have to have fell in love with multiple people. To say you haven't is not being genuine. We want genuine conversation here. Stop playing the bullshit. Everybody has had multiple loves. With that being said, when you work over your worksheet, you're going to see love doesn't last. It doesn't last. And it's okay. It's okay to say Coach Radamus is right. It's okay to say Coach Radamus is living on the dark side. And choosing to live on the dark side by making good conscious decisions is okay. You don't have to preserve your own thing here. The ego, man, the ego of people. And I have enough ego to realize that my ego is somewhat on the Thanos level. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? 
which hovers on the line between insane and genius. But your ego is ridiculous. It's not only insane. You a damn plum, all out liar to yourself, man. And damn, how can you sleep with yourself? How can you sleep with yourself with you lying to yourself all the time? See, have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed? <laughs> Somebody said him a gloomy Gus. See, a lot of people, right? A lot of people want to live in this emotional state, this utopianism, this idea that everything could be perfect, and this idea that these things that they believe could be true to be true. Now, you can live in that world if you want, but I live here two feet planted on the planet Earth, 93 million square miles of this thing, and I live in a particular, particular point of reality, and I can sleep well. But do you know, most people who live in fantasy can't sleep well. Many of them are really unhappy, and when they're unhappy, I'm not happy. they do things <laughs> to delete themselves or to to uh, torture themselves. Like particularly, like look, like you realize that fatness never prospers. You realize that people who are overweight are really unhappy with themselves, but then they tend to try to come out here and tell them that they're happy. Oh, I'm happy. We could be happy. We could be, but you're not. <laughs> We could be happy being poor, but <laughs> no, y'all be out here stressed. You realize the mental stressed, depressed, anxious. You got all kind of conditions. And you know why? Because you live a lie. You live a lie. <laughs> and somebody over here trying to start static. He says, yo, coach Anton Daniels talking about you. I saw the video. He wasn't talking about me in a negative way. Don't, 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 don't try that. He was on my show and a lot of me, people missed it. He was on my show on, was that Thursday or Wednesday? I can't remember. All right. You see how he came in there to try to act like it was a diss. You see that the saver, why'd you do that? Don't do that. I have great respect for him. He showed love. We showed love to each other. We respected each other. And that was that. Yeah, man, that's a, that was an instigation, and I caught it because somebody shared on Locals the response that Anton gave, and we show love. That's terrible. Man, that's a terrible way to do things, man. I'm, I'm really sad for you that you tried to do that to us. Hey, man, let's get to the show, man. A lot of y'all men be operating like women. That's crazy. All right, so look, let's get into the show. Let's get the topics across. This could be a long show. This could be a long show. All right, just so you know, and if you're watching this on the replay, the the timestamps might be coming around here. I don't know what happened to our guy. He might be dead. All right, here we go. Avery, are, are you here? <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, yeah, we solid, man. We solid as a rock. All right, and uh, I'll be on this platform at some point, maybe by the end of this year. Let's get to the Super Chats and to contribute to today's show. Dollar Sign CGA Live on the Cash App. Okay, uh, Coach Greg Adams TV, Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And uh, the link is pinned to the top of the chat or to Super Chat. Go over to the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world All right, man, here we go. All right, Rational Rationality says headed to Kmart. He said headed to Kmart to pick up a Mastodon for Black Friday. <laughs> Free agent. Hey, man, hey, dude, there's a lot of big old mastodons. And by the way, I didn't mean to offend fat people, by the way. 
Uh, but just so you know, I worked in the fitness industry and the health industry and the athletic industry for almost 30 years combined. And when people are out of shape, they are not happy. There could be some people who are out of shape that are happy, but even the ones that say they are happy out of shape, deep down inside, they don't be happy. <laughs> they, they're lying to you. Any person that says they're happy, they're happy as a, as a state. They're satisfied with where they are as a human being um, 100% of the time. Um, it's lying to you. All right, they be, yeah, man, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Like not being able to bend over and tie your shoe comfortably and have to lie on your back and kick your foot up, all right, or something like that. Or particularly like when you got to get out of bed, you got to kick your leg up or roll over off the top of the bed, all right, all the way to the floor till your feet hit. Come on, man. This is not normal functioning adulthood. Yeah, there have been chubby people in the world. And yes, artists have painted chubby women before. We call them cherubs. Yes, they have done that. But at the end of the day, still, not being able to walk up two flights of stairs without having a panic attack or a heart attack or not being able to walk across the lawn or just bowing out of physical activity altogether. You're not happy. Just stop. Stop with the bullshit. We, you know, we don't bullshit over here. <laughs> All right. They already get in my stream. You see me? They already get my stream. Like when you out of bed, you laying down and you got to kick your leg to pop up. New, 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 new world order. As a person that's worked in the fitness industry, I know this to be true. So we don't play no games in here. All right. So look, Albert Wesker's in the building. He says they say they want Polly, but they hate Nick Cannon. <laughs> they say they want Polly, but they hate Nick Cannon. That's a great conversation to have. Um, that would be a great debate topic. Why is Nick Cannon catching so much hell? Now, listen, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do in today's time what Nick Cannon is doing because you know, it could be something that backfires because the spirit of Jezebel is alive and well. And I would not trust those eight to 12 women. All right. Yeah, I can trust them. I can only trust them as far as I can throw them. And I'm not uh, able to throw the average American woman, right? The average American, <laughs> the average American woman, I can't even pick up and toss. All right. So uh, my trust level is completely low of these women. And it's only a matter of time before that snake comes to bite them. But other than that, if you did this in somewhere in the middle of sub-Sahara African, all right, maybe I could say sub-Sahara Africa, I would be like, okay, cool. Leaf is in the building. Shout out to you. Your O'Brien is in the building. Entitled Straggle Daggle was making threats at the McDonald's breakfast line yesterday. He says, I had to pull out the phony cow. <laughs> he had to pull out the phony cow. He says the Cubitas finest perpetual bad behavior. Sir, that's a stereotype. <laughs> that's a stereotype. Do not stereotype our queens like that. But he had to pull out the 40 cow on them. Shout out to you. Ricky Webster says, I love my coach. And also, my coach gang, French toes, props, do. How did, do I have this set? We got spam over here. Hold on for a second. We got spam on the Notorious CGA channel. I thought I said it to subscribers. I didn't. Okay, hold on for a second. Let me get rid of them spammers real quick. All right, shout out to Simon Small for the coffee. Appreciate you, sir. All right, Rolo's Pantene Hair Weave is in the building. Rolo's Pantene Hair Weave is in the building. All right, Hulk Hogan style says, keep it up. Freedom Podcast Cafe. He says, cafe for the pound for pound CGA in the building. Thanks for the work and the knowledge you bring to men. Keep saving lives with each stream. Take me out with the, hold up. YouTube trash talker coach. Add this to the list of men who've dropped 
the bag over peace leave. The pop star Chris Wu, 32, age 32, sentenced to 13 years in prison for graping underage females and fined $83 million for tax invasion in China. Is this a K-pop star? Is this a K-pop star? This sounds like a K-pop star. So I can see how he was popping off underage females because that's probably his audience. And if he's 32 portraying to be an 18, 19-year-old K-pop star and the bulk of the women who are throwing them at him, you know what I mean? Like he got set up. He got set up badly and his ass got 13 years. Go ahead and give his ass. Go ahead and give his ass a round of applause. Get your ass in there. 83 million? Shit. Hey, sometimes, sometimes, man, um, sometimes, yeah, it's being famous is not what it's all cracked up to be. All right, if you're famous, I don't know, man. Sometimes you got to lay low. Lay low. It's crazy, man. That's a terrible thing. Ladies love cool C. Can monogamy benefit incels or no? Well, the I think when we get to the conversation, I think the overriding majority would agree that if the woman is indeed correct, monogamy does benefit men. It would be something that men would have come up with. I'll argue both sides of it because men who are lesser on the totem pole, lesser percentage-wise, those people at least get a chance. And in America, we don't have that anymore. Most men don't get a shot. Most women believe that most men get a shot. And this is a conversation we have have circles about. Women out here think that dudes out here just fornicating like crazy. And that's not true. All right, shout out to, and women are like, that is certainly true. All right. Actually, go outside. Ladies, Peach is in here. Peaches and Pookie is in here. Shout out to Peaches. All right. When you go outside, ladies, I want you to walk around. Just walk around outside. Now, I want you to notice the amount of men you walk past without even regarding, <laughs> without even considering their feelings, if they're getting any segs, if they even got a stank on they, if they even got peace leave stank, like they know these guys exist because they talk cash ish about them they talk shit about them all the time they'd be like look at these oh, oh dusty dirty oh you're bummy oh you ugly you are incel you like they they know you're there but they don't know you're there they they know you're there but they don't know you're there like if that guy you walk past a guy and he's pushing shopping carts think about real quick how much peace leave is he getting does do you think he's getting any peace leave all right you know what i mean like, go to the guy, he's bagging your groceries. You like, he's banging out broads all the time, I bet. <laughs> I bet he's bending over chicks all day long. He can't stop fornicating that guy. Go to your Ace Hardware store. Look at the dude over there. You ask him, can you help me out here with paint? And he comes over here, and he knows all the variety of paints, all right, to mix in a can. How do you think he knows about all of that paint? How do you think he's aware about mixing paint? He could be a married guy. That guy is getting no peace leave. Zero. Zip. Zip. And he don't even know the next time he's going to get no peace leave. <laughs> he don't even know, like, in his mind, getting some peace leave is just something like, it's like a fantasy. Like, hmm. Yeah. Think of the guy, think of, think of men, you know what I mean? Like men, think of dudes that be working night and day 
just building, just putting roofs on houses. Just putting roofs on. He's just putting roofs on houses and shingles. And he's not painting. He painting. And then he goes to sleep. He wakes up, does the same thing, has a couple of cervezas. Wait, at best, he got a big, chunky, fat wife at home and he's not screwing her. He ain't even going even think about, let alone getting multiple women, let alone getting a rotation, let alone getting a rotation. Hey, Hector, how's your rotation of women going? Mm. <laughs> He's like rotation of women. What are you talking about? <laughs> so guys in general, and we're saying 60% of guys are in that boat. 60% of men are in that boat where they're getting little to none. As a matter of fact, we can prove that men under 30, 30% of men under 30, absolute virgins and or incels, if you want to put that in there. The next tier of men up are in the category of men that have had sex with four to seven women in their entire lives. So you got the 30% of men that have had no sex. Then the next 30% tier, the best they possibly have done is four in their entire life. Like they got, they lived 80 years and they piped down four women. Peaches says cap. Peaches doesn't believe it. Peaches doesn't believe it. <laughs> Peaches, you don't believe me? All right. This is absolute a fact. They've only had four to seven women their entire life. Okay, they're at their whole existence. And then the, the next 30 to 33% of men, they fornicated with 80% of the women. 80%. The next 30% up. So if you're in that 30% and you've had more than 10, 7 to 10 women, you're in the top 30% of men that have had multiple partners in the two digits. In the two digits. Peaches is really. Come on, Peaches. Yeah, Peaches is really bucking right now. All right. She's like, this cannot be true. All right. Shout out to Mr. Walker in the building. Happy Thanksgiving, coach, free agent for life. All right. Mr. Reed is in the building. He says the new king of the manosphere. I'm going to have a crown on soon. And if anybody wants to interrupt the the uh, the crowning of CGA, you're certainly welcome. I've invited all the dating coaches. You want some smoke? Hey, if you want some smoke, come in here and be willing to debate CGA. Okay. If you believe I'm going to knock that crown off, I'm in here. You know what I mean? Like the Black Panther. You know what I mean? He came in there, was like, I'll fight you for the crown. If you want to be on that level, because I took the crown. I just took it because nobody wants to debate me. Nobody wants to debate me. It is what it is. But if you want to knock the crown off, bring your ass. We ain't going to look. We're not going to do YouTube videos back and forth with this bullshit so you can get with your little audience, bore them to death, and claim to be the king. Nah, hell no. You got to come see the king. You got to come see the king. But I'll give you your credit. You are a partial king, but we the king of kings over here. Snatched it. Shout out to Jay Flo. He says, step, he says, stay away from Walmarts today. Coach gang, yeah, if you need something from Walmart, Target, stay away from Walmart and Target today. All right. And if in your dreams, you think there's a guy out here that you want to push forward and say, nah, coach, 
this guy got better information than you. Push him forward. Tell him he has an open over invitation to come over here. Okay, but um, anyway, did I get Seth Rollins? He says, fellas, go on to Patreon. Holy ish, the value is crazy. You need to be promoting it and grifting it more, coach. After seeing some of the member streams you added into your course, I knew I had to come over here to watch more. Thank you, coach. Patreon.com backslash coach Greg Adams, grifting time. The Money Mindset Series. If you're missing this, we have an audience of about 20 men and 20. It's about 40 people because we have about 20 people who watch the replay, 20 people who uh, watch it live. Roughly, it's kind of fluctuate. Dude, we are, dude, the game that we're dropping on your head is absolutely unbelievable. All right. We're giving you crazy stuff. All right. Um, somebody says, Loud Pocket says, I was chilling, eating my turkey, slop, and sides, and my uncles called me a Skittle for being a free agent had to serve him up a two-piece combo and he found out real quick what time it was shout out to you she here we go anyway shout out to you the dark saga says happy thanksgiving you had me sniggling at the gym talking about playing uno with that uno reverse card last two seth rollins says just a reminder fellas your daughters and sisters are on seeking getting their guts rearranged god bless have a blessed day Oh, my Lord. I know, man. Some people's daughters are definitely getting their guts rearranged, and I'm a part of it. Um, yeah. But that's you. All right. Shout out to and no government you. name. Did you see the popular YouTuber call you the new king of the manosphere? Shout out to the CGA and the GOAT. Appreciate you, man. I Listen, I'll take the crown, you know, but it will put a target on me. Uh, but uh, any challengers, again, I don't get into beef back and forth. Don't try to snatch the crown from me making a video i'm gonna make a video about cga him think him king him him think him can snatch crown <laughs> now we don't do that around here all right all that is is peasant talk lay low lay low as a mouse one time staked out on the front of my house all right shout out to uh no government name coach I'm down in Florida with my family for Thanksgiving. I met up with a friend from high school who is now on the dark side. He's now a bachelor and is active in swingers clubs. He told me if I ever leave my girlfriend that I should experiment next time I'm down there. Curiosity is killing you right now because, look, you like I got money. Curiosity is killing you guys. The dark side. Let me get the dark side out. The dark side. We're going to get to the first topic again. This is going to be a long show. You just joining me? Long show. It's 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 a holiday, and I took yesterday off. Well, I did it. I took the evening off. Hey, check this out. Um, once you go on the dark side, you will never. <laughs> once you go on the dark side, you will never, ever, come back to Blue Pill Beta World ever again. You'll never see it the same. And so I want to tell you, people are telling me to be careful. I'm not. I, I I'm I'm being careful, but. I'm also telling you guys to be careful when you go to the dark side, when you go to the dark side, <laughs> you're going to come back and look at the world through a different lens. You'll never be able to see it again. You'll never. I mean, you can go back to a blue pill relationship. It'll be a relationship, but you'll never. <laughs> you'll never go back to the mate. You'll be like, whoa. The dark side is something else. And by the way, this 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 right here. Uh, you know, I was going to save this for later and I might show it. Oh, I'm supposed to be talking about Jerry Jones. All right. I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to the dark side. But um, uh, sugar daddies in boats and men that own boats will tell you 
that young they gets a lot of young women like from from young as they possibly can legal to all the way up into 30s 32 these men are in their 60s we know about white wolves men who have boats and if your girlfriend says she's been on a boat hey i went on this boat with my friends and there was a she getting cheeks clapped but let's get into the Jerry Jones situation. And we got a couple of little current event news stories in here. Check this out. Check this out. Um, what do you guys think about uh, the Jerry Jones revelation that he allegedly, I don't know, I think he admits it. He was a desegregationist back in the 1950s. All right. So Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys, admits that this photo is him back in the day in Little Rock, Arkansas, with the, I believe they called them the Little Rock, Arkansas 7, or something like that, where they were trying to segregate based on the the uh, Brown versus Board Education. Shout out to the Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall and the reversing of separate but equal. Pe many people think integration was the right thing to do in America. Obviously, Obviously, you can argue that it was a negative for blacks, you can have that argument. We've been trying to catch up for so long. It's been an absolute disaster. And all it did was force white people to move out to, to, to the suburbs and have y'all chasing them. All right. But that's neither here nor there. They fled the cities of all these cities that the, the black people came to. They just left. All right. And left it in despair. But allegedly, this is Jerry Jones, a young teenage Jerry Jones, a young adolescent Jerry Jones. And he's allegedly... um against the desegregation but you can't really tell in this photo you can't really tell he's not throwing a rock he's not spitting on them but he's with a lot of boys who are bullying the black students that are coming in now in today's time this is a part this is to me reeks of cancel culture all right of course everybody has a past if somebody dug into my past i'm sure you could probably find something that will get me canceled today because that's what we do when we're young that's what we do when we're young but this was a polarizing event this was the event that shifted the country for a long time, the cultural Marxists came along and the people who were um, trying to push forward into integration came along and wanted their rights and wanted to be equal to people in society. They came along and said, yeah, we want to be equal. Jerry Jones at the time is allegedly saying in this photo that he's against this. What do you think about this? This is an interesting conversation because I'm not a, I'm not one to believe in cancel culture for cancel culture reasons. Right. Because I think cancel culture is somewhat cowardice way to get somebody out of a power position. Now, as a black person, as a black person, you got to look at this and I go, wow, that's interesting. But it wasn't something I didn't know. You would automatically assume, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look, somebody says, stop defending this mofo. I would automatically assume he's a racist. You can listen to him and you can realize he was a racist. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a surprise. He was in in his time. He played SEC football when there was no blacks. Nope. Come on. I think he played at um Arkansas. He played football at Arkansas with uh, Jimmy Johnson. Now, with this being said, you could go to any white person that's Jerry Jones age. And I probably if they're from the South, Bill Clinton, you could probably take Bill Clinton and you will probably find out he was probably into some racist shit. Not only that, the Dixiecrats, I've been trying to prove this a long time. The Dixiecrats are nothing but the Ku Klux Klan reincarnated, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? 
they, they're nothing but the Ku Klux Klan. All right. So Bill Clinton, anybody that came from that era, the 50s, the 60s, and they were white and they were in the South, they were probably saying some racist ish. Mm. <laughs> okay. If you look up the Democratic Party themselves, <laughs> themselves in the South, which most of our Democrats have come from the South. I don't want to make this about the Democrats, but most of our Democrats come, came from the South directly. They were known as Dixiecrats with the Confederate flag. You would assume that they are like that. So with that being said, I'm saying this is more much of nothing about cancel. culture. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. So, again, you could be like, well, he you black, though, so you should be offended. What did you think Jerry Jones was like? What did you think? <laughs> like, did you think Jerry Jones marched with Martin Luther King? Like, just ask yourself. Just ask yourself. In your mind. <laughs> just, in your mind, like to me, this is this is a nothing burger because it's not a shock. Did you think? During this time, Jerry Jones marched with Martin Luther King across the bridge in Selma, or he was a he was a desegregationist. Ask yourself, did you think he was anti-Bull Connor or pro-Bull Connor? He literally told y'all he was marching with a white hood. He he sounds like he marches with a white hood. He sounds like he goes to sleep in a white hood. Anytime he opens his mouth, he sounds like he sounds new, 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 new world order. So with that being said, this was a different time in our history. For a lot of people, you will be put in this same light. So before you before you say what you're going to say, you can't put today's standard on yesterday. And with that being said, if you've said anything anti-gay in the 1980s or the 1990s, if you use the F word related to what people would say as a slur as to gay people, if you were against gay marriage, by the time 2040 rolls around, if they have your ass on film, if they have your ass at a parade, if they have your ass on a rap song, if they have your ass saying that, you too will be canceled from your position because as we go forward, you know the Skittles is going to have their power. New, 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 new world order. And all they have to do is pull up a tweet, pull up a rap lyric, pull up anything, and they'll have your ass shuffling like Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley. Mm. Real quick. So time reveals, time reveals, and if we're applying today's standard to 1957, which is damn 70-something years ago, right? And you think about what you said when you were 15, what you said when you were 20, because certainly in the next 20 to 25 years, the stuff that I'm saying can certainly, if I become a CEO of a company or corporation, I'm definitely getting canceled. Mm. <laughs> I'm getting canceled on the first day I get to the job. And they're going to pull up all my YouTube. They're going to pull up all my books and so forth and so on. So we can be very hypocritical. Um, if you want to cancel Jerry Jones, fine. This is my opinion on it. Fine. He, If you want to cancel him based on today's standards, fine. But your ass going to get canceled in the future, too. Because the stuff you're saying and you're agreeing with, the stuff you're talking about now is definitely not going to be kosher new, 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 new world going order. into the future. You're going to get canceled, too, certainly. And this is why I don't agree. That's why I don't agree with cancel culture, because anybody can be canceled. Anybody can be canceled. So if you want to cancel somebody and then your favorite person gets canceled. Like Kyrie, he gets canceled. 
Okay, then it's then it's an eye for an eye. Okay. Then let's go. Let's keep playing the game. Eye for our eye. Let's keep going. All right. Let's start canceling everybody we possibly can. And let's start digging into everybody's future or their past. Their past. Let's start digging into everybody's past. And let's just cancel each other. Jerry Jones going to be dead. All right. In my opinion, he's going to be dead. He's 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 got one foot in the grave already. And his Cowboys, they're going to have to sell him or whatever. I think cancel culture. I'm not a, I'm not pro cancel culture. So if we're going to just take this and be like, all right, suspend them. Let's do that to everybody. <laughs> just do it to everybody. If we want to get Kanye and Kyrie, let's get Jerry Jones. Let's just get, and then we'll work our way down until nobody has anything. So that's what it is. What are we going to do? Change the past? All right. A lot of people aren't going to agree with that, but it is what it is. I'm not pro cancel culture. All right. Um. Anyway, let's talk about this. Because, yeah, man, I got to offend free. I got to defend free speech uh, to an extent. Katie Myers. Damn, that sound white. That sound as white as mayonnaise. Her name is Katie Myers or her name was Katie Myers. Um, You don't hear this story. You didn't hear the story. This is the Stanford soccer player or football. Stanford University football player goalie who seemed to be on the right track. She was at Stanford. Obviously, she had the grade. She was getting high accolades she was a star member of the soccer team well she deleted herself and she deleted herself a couple of years ago now here's the crazy part about it and why it matters to our space right here katie myers family files a wrongful death suit against stanford all right now i don't know how you could get a wrongful death suit by somebody who deletes themselves But apparently, when you're caught up in your emotions and you've lost a loved one, you have to find a way to figure out to blame somebody else. Yeah, you got to blame somebody else. Wait a minute. Who are you? See, we can't take the responsibility of ourselves. This is what I talked about. People want to live in fantasy world and they never do any harm. Somebody else already did the wrong. Now, here's the thing. What are they, what are they saying is the wrongful death? They're blaming it on the university. Why are they blaming it on the university? I found some interesting information. The parents of Katie Meyer, a star soccer goalie who deleted herself. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, she said. Last spring filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Stanford. On Wednesday, at the time of her death, Meyer's age 21 was facing disciplinarian action. Uh-oh, disciplinary action? For what, you say? For allegedly spilling coffee on a Stanford football player who was accused of sexually assaulting a female soccer player. Uh, now, there it is. There's the interesting fact right there. I see. So what Katie Myers did, or Katie Meyer did, was she basically, she basically tried to cancel the Stanford football player who was alleged to have assaulted a teammate or another student. And she went Captain Save a She went Captain Save a Ho on the girl who, uh, who was claiming there was no proof that the guy did this, who was claiming that she was assaulted. And she took it upon herself to play Captain Save him. And she went death by simp. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, she went death by I simp. Myself to pick. My soundboard today. She went death by simp.
guys, this is a death by simp. She deleted herself trying to simp. She accidentally spilt coffee on the football player who was alleged to have sexually assaulted. See, she butted her nose in somebody else's business. And she death by simped herself. See, she had no business getting into this situation. She never knew if the allegations were in fact true. She went off the word of the young lady and allegedly the young lady was a minor, but she was a one of those minors who had college privileges. I was a minor that had college privileges, meaning I didn't turn 18 until middle of October of my freshman year in college. But technically, I was still a minor legally, but I'm on college campus with people. So in that time, you can be having sexual interaction with people who are 18 and 19 and you're still 17 because you hopped on campus in August, August, September, October. You're still a minor, but you're engaging in adult uh, semi adult activity. Listen, he wasn't in he wasn't he wasn't on a high school campus chasing down teenage girls in the high school campus. He was on a college campus. So was she. But she went in. Oh, she was a minor. And then they're, they're trying to use it against her. But she butted her nose in it. And what she did was she accidentally spilled, allegedly accidentally spilled coffee on this person who has been basically guilty before proven innocent. And she buttered her nose in it. Now, here's what happened. This is an interesting story. When I found this out, it says right here, uh, she allegedly spilled coffee on a Stanford football player who was accused, not convicted, not guilty of, of a sexually assaulting a female soccer player. Meyer's father said, that his daughter was defending that teammate who was a minor at the time. Well, death by him. Now, what tends to happen is the lawsuit states that on the night of her death, Stanford negligently and recklessly sent her the formal disciplinary notice that contained threatening language regarding sanction and potential removal from the university. See, that's what then set her off. On the night of February 28th, Meyer FaceTimed her parents and two sisters from her dorm at Stanford and was in a good mood, according to her mom. They were coordinating her plans for spring break, which included a stop at home in Southern California before a few days in Mexico with friends. I'm just going to tell you what she probably was going to get done in Mexico. All right. So anyway, typical spring break bullshit. It says, however, her parents say that later that evening, Myers Meyer received the six page email from Stanford informing her of the disciplinary hearing. Interesting. Right before she was going to leave for spring break, they said, you're going to be disciplined for budding, sticking your nose in the, somebody else's business. The next day, Meyer was found deleted in her dorm room or self-deleted where she lived as a resident advisor. This girl was busy. They, uh, an autopsy was confirmed that she did, did, did self-delete. Okay. Now, the parents are saying this. Stanford's after hour, wait, Stanford's after hours disciplinary charge and the reckless nature and manner of submission to Katie caused Katie to suffer from acute stress reaction that impulsively led to her self-deleting. Basically, Continuing, and what's going on with this beard hair right here? It's got a renegade beard hair going on. 
Um, reading continually says right here, Katie's self-deletion was completely without planning and solely in and solely in response to the shocking and deeply distressing information she received from Stanford while alone in her room without any support or resources. In a statement to several media outlets, Stanford's uh, spokesperson, D. Mostafi, rebutted the lawsuit claims. And he said the Stanford community continues to grieve for Katie's tragic death. And we sympathize with the family for the unimaginable pain that Katie's passing has caused them. However, we strongly disagree with any assertion that it was Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. While we have not seen the formal complaint brought by the Meyer family, we are aware of some of the allegations made in the filing, which are false and misleading. He said no. It is all Jermaine's fault. No. It's always Jermaine's fault. But interesting enough, this all stems from the, the culture that we have where we can just assume a man is guilty, but our nose in the business and then this is the repercussion. This all stemmed from, and this is why we have to be careful with how we communicate sexually with each other. This is, again, the dating coaches, the PUAs. Here we go right here. This culture of I can just accuse a man of sexually assaulting me, but it's regret and there's a lot of situations that go on that is not very clear, led to this woman butting her nose in it, trying to be a captain to save him, and at least, or, 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 um, victimizing a potential man that could be innocent and then when she was disciplined again accountability when she started to be disciplined for her being a captain save him then she off herself allegedly man boy what a crazy culture so ladies and gentlemen be careful with what you put out in terms of information regarding events when you go to the court of public opinion many times you're going to amp people up you're going to rile them up, and then you got a captain statement that goes in there, butts her nose, and she does something against the alleged perpetrator. And then when she got disciplined that you cannot just go like Jerry Jones and spit on people and assault them because you heard that this person, this potential liar, is putting on this person in the court of public opinion. You can't take it among yourself to be a vigilante. And then if you get disciplined for being a vigilante, you can't go cry, spill milk or sour milk because you couldn't handle the repercussions of you butting your nose into people's business. The bottom line, keep your nose out of people's business, whether you are a man or a female, and let the courts, not the court of public opinion, decide what course of action you have out here. This is why we do what we do. I don't feel no pain no more now that I know why she self-deleted, because before I was like, damn, there had to be a reason. And the reason was she came to the defense of somebody who allegedly got taken advantage of. And we know, you know, young women, unfortunately, young women are trying to figure themselves out. They're trying to figure out how to deal with things emotionally and sexually. Um, and she might, this alleged sexual assault could have been made up. We know not all of them are authentically true. It could have been. What if, what if, what if, and I want to leave you with this. What if the girl comes out and says, you know, I made that shit up. What if? I'm not saying, but there's a 51% chance that the girl can be like, well, because we know this to be true. What if? Now, this woman undeleted herself for this skeezer. Now, this woman got to carry out the damn trial. She got to now get to that accuser. There needs to be a trial for this accuser.
or the they need to go to trial with this. And if in fact, I guarantee you they won't go to trial because this this girl going to be like this. Oh, shit. They need to sue the girl who filed the allegation against the player. And if there's no police report, if there's no filing, if there's no trial, Katie Meyer deleted herself for a potential liar. Damn. What if you're the parents? I'm suing Katie. I'm su I'm sorry. I'm suing. I'm suing the person who filed the accusation. Yeah, that's who I'm suing. Shout out to no government name. Hey, coach, it's Grady. I was hanging out with my sloppy yogurt, single mother, chunky pog. Not a long. He says not too long ago, hanging out for four times a year. I noticed her posting an NFL team on her Snapchat this season and a specific player that just came back from injury and how she happy she was. He says known her for four years. And she never once talked about sports, let alone players. Long story short, she was flewed out. I couldn't believe it, guys. Whoa. She took the whole airlines, 304 airlines. She took 304 airlines. Guys, man, I'm telling you, man, this, this 304 culture is crazy. So anytime a woman is really rabid or paying attention to sports or a particular player, she is fantasizing about that player. No, I just really like him. He's a good human being. It's not true. <laughs> All right. She's fantasizing about that player. And if she did have the chance, if she did have the chance, she'd bend over and grab her ankles for that player. All right. Vance is here. He says, I'm here, coach. Uh, deletion hasn't earned me yet. All right. I was talking about you. That's Mr. Timestamp. I sent the stamps with the explanation this morning. But basically, all I had was three packs of ramen noodle to eat. Don't eat them ramen. So I went to town after 10 to get some groceries and buy some housing supplies I was putting off. Long story short, I came in late because the chat charter tech, this brother, man, what, what, what you talking about? All right, I ain't about to read all this. All right, so he's going to send the timestamps from yesterday. All right, anyway, he was shuffling. All right, my man had a long day. All right, so let's go back. Did you have internet? Did the internet get cut off? All right, is my air conditioning working? That's what I want to know. Kaylin is in the building. Kaylin, what you got to say, brother? All right, we're going to see what you have to say. We got a couple more on the PayPal. He says, what's up, coach? I believe that women feel that monogamy, feel that monogamy doesn't benefit them because they're driven by penis envy. Monogamy overwhelmingly benefits them because they could be in the best in their best selves, whereas monogamy hurts men because being sexually tied to one woman only goes against male nature, which is to have sex with multiple women. Interesting there. We're we going to talk about that specifically uh what would the benefits be because obviously men who have sex with multiple women they do find out real fast that that is not a clean game it gets really dirty right uh, and so monogamy does have health benefits but um you know naturally we do want to be out here piping out as much as we can but can we ha handle it can we handle it can you always stay safe shout out to no government name thank you coach for providing men with the knowledge they need in the most entertaining way possible he says there's turkey out there and there's barbecue there's barbecue in there indeed yeah man we have to make this light and entertaining uh we sometimes have to smile and laugh at these things and some men some men are laughing through pain indeed so uh shout out to jay cool he says i may consider marrying or getting married but with no contract however i will never go back to blue pill mindset also shout out to the foldable women which i've I'm finally discovering what you mean. Yes, I know, man. And you must be a brother. Because brothers, you know, we love chunky women. 
we hey man, there ain't nothing much. I mean, there's some, you know, there's some white dudes, there's definitely some Latinos. We all in the same gang. We love us some chunky ass women. And listen, chunky women do serve a purpose. And there's nothing wrong with being chunky. However, however, once you go up the financial ladder, you can't have chunky women down in the, you know, the dark recesses corners. You know what I mean? You go visit your chunky chick if you want to, but you will not be caught dead. You will not be caught dead in broad daylight in your suburban neighborhood, gated community, pulling up to uh, pulling up to a valet with no chunky chick. You're not going to be pulling up to the valet and out pops with the jaws of life, a chunky, chunky chick. Ain't going to do it. You're going to get you a foldable because that's what that's what we do in our society. Uh, women are more or less. Unfortunately, that, you know, they're they validate. A lot of positions that you win, you don't use them as validation, but a lot of times you got to be seen with the right. You ain't about to pull up. Now, if you in a low middle class to low income neighborhood, you will be walking around. All right. With that person. But, you know, most of us have only been able to reach chunky chicks. So thus have a desire for chunky chicks. But if you really think about it, you condition yourself to accept chunky chicks right and there's nothing wrong with that but when you start moving up into better echelons you be like damn she foldable and petite and tiny and her tummy's flat this is interesting what can i do with this and you fold her ass up then you play origami with that mug you'd be like oh you picking her up holding her with one hand <laughs> you flipping her right here you like got her right here you like flip you toss her like this over your head. <laughs> You're like, this is fantastic. <laughs> I never could do this. Y'all be used to like getting them big legs up. Big leg. I'll put it right there. Oh, big ass leg. You be like, hold up for a second. Let me catch my rhythm. You be like, here we go. All right. You just trying to move it. You try to move it and catch it in rhythm. Her gut all pushed up, titties all popped up by here, her chin, double chin stuffing her. She like, hurry up. Mm. My hamstring, my hamstring catching the cramp. <laughs> she started cramping up. That's what y'all used to. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out to yo. Yeah, that's definitely an older humanity. Older humanity. They can be fun though. They're great. They're great people in bed. They're 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 fun in bed. I know people that are like I don't never have one. They're they're fun. Super nasty and whatnot. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, man. You know, you can't just be like having them show up to your neighborhood when you make enough money. You know what I mean? You move to a nice place. You out there living the dream. You telling all your neighbors, you clap. You like, man, you telling your neighbors, they all envious. Man, you live a fantastic lifestyle. Yeah, man, I'll be out here at the junior college. I'll be clapping cheeks left to right. I got them girls, the Mary Deuce, be like, oh, you're the man. You get more ass than the toilet seat. They be loving you. And then they see, they see who rolls up to your house. Oh, the humanity. She didn't ask the guard. She didn't went up to the guard gate. Hi, I'm here to see CGA. Guard like, damn you. Interesting. They go drive up to your little house, get out, car all clunky, all loud, brake squeaking. 
get out the car. She set her Nissan Altima alarm. Chick, chick, chick. Doors locked. Cocoon. She get out. Hi, CGA. I'm outside. Come out and see me. You're like, oh, my God. Would you? Sh- sh- you at the window? You direct around, come around back, come around back, come around the back, come around the back. Keep it down. Keep the noise down around here. When she leave after you get done clapping the cheeks, you be like, roar. You tell her to leave. Now, when you go outside, shh, don't say nothing. Start up the car, but don't cut, cut your stereo off. Cut your stereo off. Get in. And don't leave. She walk out. Hi, I'll see you again. Hey, when am I coming back? Oh, baby, you was good. You like, shut the fuck. Get the Fuck out. <laughs> yeah, he be like, park down the street. Park down the street. Cut your cut your lights off. Turn your music down. Park around the corner. Give it an address around the corner. Walk up. She got the loud ass heels. Clock, clock, clock. She talking on her phone. And yeah, girl, I'm going to see CGA. Uh huh. Come on. <laughs> she walking all clocking her heels. Heels all sideways, falling out the shoe. Man, would you keep your noise down? Damn, all my neighbors going to see me. And they're going to be like, that's the type of girls you be sure. And then, of course, look, you got the foldable girl, nice, 20 years old, waist taper right here. She got the nice hip, soft booty. She got her flat tummy, titties all perky. She come in quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. She could slide in on the damn carpet like this. Don't make no noise. She get out the car. All your neighbors sleeping. She get out the car, tiptoe in. You try to walk her outside, try to walk her down the street, walk her down the neighborhood. See everybody? See everybody? See what I'm pulling? Everybody. She get on her phone whispering. Yeah, I'm just going to see CGA. Nobody see you with this mother sucker. They only see you with the Macedons. You be like. (laughs) She flying like the tooth fairy. She flying like the tooth fairy, little Tinkerbell. She flying like Tinkerbell. Land on your roof, come down the chimney. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, they out of town. All your neighbors out of town. You like, damn, they lights are off. They lights are off. You trying to get her to come in when everybody outside water in their garden. All right, come on in. Come on in at 4.30. All the neighbors are going to get in. They're going to park. Everybody going to be outside skateboarding, riding a bike. <laughs> They're going to be outside skateboarding, riding a bike. They're going to be outside playing tennis, flying kites, throwing frisbee. You, you, Hey, come in and right in there. All right, come in right in there. As soon as she come in, you be like, yeah. Where everybody at? Oh, they on spring break. <laughs> anyway. What a world we live in, man. This is the plight of men. Yeah, everybody going to be walking a dog. Nobody walking a dog. All right, where are we at here? Big game E. 
He says, Coach, what time is the local broadcast for the junior college? He says, what's up for the weekend? Oh, it is up for the weekend. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Hey, man, he says, shout out to the coach gang. We go Sunday at 9, 9 a.m. West Coast time, noon on the East Coast. Brooks says, just signed up for the Conqueror and unapologetically masculine uh, co- course ready for 2023. Plan on leaving the dark side until complete. All right, he says, I'm taking command of my life in 2023. Coach game for life. Shout out to you. All right. Yeah, shout out to you on that one. Um, And the, the courses are at a great discount, and you can bundle them for under about 100 bucks, 110. Shout out to Shaw X, Coach. The Jerry Jones picture don't mean ish to me. Joe Biden was also a segregationist and crafted the 94 crime bill and ignored ninjas. It's or, or, sorry, he says, and the ignorant ninjas still voted for him, so I don't want to hear ish from ninjas. Uh oh, yo, he makes up a gr- valid point. Shaw X says, well, You want smoke for Jerry Jones, but what about Joe Biden? What about I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things, mm. black folks. See, y'all gonna talk, y'all gonna talk about me kind of trying to call me a sellout coon. But what about y'all? Joe Biden gave Robert Byrd, a known Ku Klux Klan member, his eulogy. He walked hand in hand in segregation. This, as a matter of fact, if you look him up, he was anti-segregation in Delaware when they were doing forced busing and segregation. He was anti-segregation back then. And y'all still voted for him. I've done some dumb things. I'll do dumb things again. And he had and he had young black kids uh, rubbing his hair legs. <laughs> and he grew up with a guy named um what's his, what was his what was his gangbanger black friend name? I can't remember his name. It was a goofy ass name. He was like, I grew up with this black gangbanger. <laughs> what was the black gangbanger name? Anyway, if you guys know the history of Democrats, they are they they were the racist, but like all Americans were the racist back then. So, but they were super racist. Corn pop, corn pop. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden grew up with corn pop. <laughs> corn pop. <laughs> like Corbett. Somebody said he was pro segregation. I'm sorry. Did I say anti segregation? I meant pro segregation. Sorry. Sorry, Winnie Wall. You're right. Thanks for correcting me. Yeah. He was pro segregation and, and he was pro. He was out there as a politician and he was pro segregation. He was anti integration. Does he get canceled? <laughs> nope. So don't give no smoke to Jerry Jones. I don't want to hear no bullshit. All right, shout out to Rolos Petty here where he says, my biggest stressors have been relationships, my job, and money. Relationships are the biggest stressor. Girlfriends are never happy. They're never happy. And there's a reason why. Once you go on the dark side, it all changes. No more relationship anxiety and trying to make them happy. Yep, the expectations go away. They show up. They give you what you want. And most of the time, that's what you wanted in the end. Let's just be real. What you wanted was just to get a nut. I know this is, seems weird. Some dudes want some emotional shit. Y'all be want some emotional. Y'all be on your Carl Thomas. I'm emotional and I can't let go. Shout out to JC says, Coach, where is who is the real Jermaine? All right, who is the real Jermaine? It is all Jermaine folks. It's always Jermaine folks. Yeah, man. He says, well, who's the soundbite from? That's the woman who who deleted her kids and blamed it on her, her, her ex-husband. Jay says, glad you call Wait, Glad you got out of California coach, a former OC kid. I'm glad to, I don't miss California. I'll go back and visit, 
but I don't miss living there. JC says origami is barbecue in there. It's barbecue, barbecue. It's barbecue in there. Shout out to the origami. Last one, Crypto Keeper says, Coach, I'm convinced. Trying to explain the RP to most females is a losing battle. They just won't understand that money talks and that it's a mindset. I, I'm always encouraging you guys. Check this out. Never explain the RP. See, it's kind of like, you know, shout out to my Christians. I know I give y'all a lot of smoke. Y'all be like, what about the Muslims in the small hats? I be giving them smoke too, but not as much smoke as the Christians because what happens is Christianity's biblically, they're supposed to witness. Most other religions live a life. Like the, the Jews, they'd be like, we just the chosen people. You out. Like that's their whole philosophy. Like, like you ain't us. Muslims, in essence, say, we going to blow you up. if No, I'm just playing. <laughs> we going to take care of you if you don't follow our shit and follow our shit. And it's, it's a rule of law. Most of the time, their government runs kind of like that. But they're different sects. All right. They're different sects of, of sects of, uh, of, of Islam as well. So not all of them believe the same. Same thing as Christianity. But what typically happens with Christianity, their whole purpose is opposite of the other two. They witness you're supposed to testify. You're supposed to bring testimony. You're supposed to bring in more followers. Now, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. That is to increase the population of the whatever it is. They tend to go on what? Missions. They tend to go on. Um, uh, there's another word, not crusades. They tend to go out to third world countries. What is this called? They go out to third world countries who don't nothing, nothing but they, their God is the sun and the moon and the stars, right? And then they convince them Christ. Not a crusade. There's, there's another word for it that I'm missing right now at the time. Missionaries. Thank you. I said missions already, but missionary. Yeah, but that was the word. I said it. Mi missionaries. So they're missionaries. And typically what happens is as a missionary, you go out there and try to bring people in. And as a result, as a result of that, what tends to happen is you're trying to convince them by not living a lifestyle like an Islam says, we just live and we'll show you that this is the best. Jews will be like, we're just the chosen ones. We don't need to mission. It's just us. And we're just, but Christians go out and they try to bring people in instead of living a lifestyle that people will want to be in. I'm going to show you, I'm going to be living proof. I'm going to walk in faith and not by sight. And you're going to see that this walk with our God, this walk with Christ is the life you should live. No, they got to go out and convince people, right? This is the same as the red pill. Yeah, proselytize, is, I believe, is another word. The red pill, most people think we're here to witness and bring people in. And I think that's what you should not do. I don't think we should be out here witnessing. I don't think we're on a mission. We don't have missionaries. We should not be proselytizing. We should not be trying to convince women what we should be doing is showing by living. It should be like some Christians say, we should be um, walk. Um, it's a way of life. We should be walking the walk instead of talking the talk. We shouldn't be recruiting. And not only should not we be recruiting, we should not be recruiting the women. We not we should not be recruiting the women. I've been against that since the very beginning. I've been against guys like see women and we need to change women and y'all need to change. We should not be recruiting. What we should be doing is naturally selecting. What we should be doing is walking away. What we should be doing is voting with our wallet or voting with our feet. 
what we should be doing is saying in 25 years, these people stop procreating with feminists, stop banging overweight chicks, stop, stop getting married in the family court. That's been my whole point. And a lot of guys haven't believed that. I'm not trying to be here to witness. I'm here to show you that this way of life, the free agent lifestyle is to way to redirect the conversation. And fortunately, we've been doing this, but I think a group of people here are trying to recruit women. And I think it's stupid. Mm. Why? Why? Why recruit women? They're not here to help you. What you should have them do. If you wanted to really change women, you change them by removing your presence. I don't care if that's in a marriage, in a dating relationship, or to change the direction of society. Just remove yourself. Just walk away. Just back off. Just keep your money to yourself. They're going to adapt and change or they're going to perish. Stop trying to convince women, and I'm not coming down on Crypto Keeper, but introducing them to Red Pill when they're blue pill as hell, when they benefit from relationships, when they basically can hit the lottery at a moment's notice by getting knocked up by just about anybody, it's dumb because they will never see it your way. They're never going to hear you. They need to see. And a lot of women are seeing. They're going, what's going on with dating and relationship? Maybe we need to change. Some women are just going to go ahead and write it off to the sunset, right into the abyss in the spirit of Jezebel. But, but, but trust me, guys. Stop trying to witness to women with the red pill. Not only that, if you know blue pill gumps, don't witness to them either. I'm going to tell it like this, and sorry, this show is going to be long. Most people watch me and they see me live. They know nothing about my YouTube, but they're interested in how I got to where I got to. They're like, what is going on? I was homeless 10 years ago. I was living in my car at the tail end of my marriage going through a divorce 10 years ago. Now I'm riding good and clean. Now I'm here. And people are going, man, they're eventually going to say, all right, all right, tell me. Tell me what it is. You're going to hit them with it. 50% going to say F that bell bullshit. And the other 50% of man said they're going to say, all right, I want the secret. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Get healthy. Get wealthy. Get leverage and options. Don't marry without leverage and options. Stop being a simp. Then you give them the red pill. Anyway, somebody said, tell the full story for us, coach. This is inspirational as hell. You live it. You show it. You walk it. That's the biggest testimony of the red pill. Running around here telling what all oh, these women are is doing nothing. Just, just go within yourself. Be free. Free yourself. You'll eventually have people come around and ask you what the hell is going on. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Boy, this show is going off the rails. Uh, we'll be quick with this one. Electric cars again. All right, let's get to this electric car conversation. I've been talking about these electric cars. I don't trust the process on the electric cars, Steve, but here we go. Shout out to uh, DJ Academics for sharing this. I think electric cars will eventually, it's a trap. It's a trap just like smartphones. People told you smartphones was a trap. Now y'all ass is getting canceled. Now y'all getting deplatformed. Now you can't say what you wanted to say when previously it was like, oh, it's a free app. Say what you want to say. Now they put the constraints on you. Now they pulled in the reins, right? Electric cars are going to be the same thing. It's just a matter of time, right? Eventually. Now, when is this going to happen? I don't know. But in the first 10 years, 20 years, um, there's not going to be any restraints. They're going to be like, oh, it's fantastic. You just charge it up. Takes you four days to get a, a 100% battery. 
You can stand in line. You don't have to pay for gas. Stand in line. Eventually, you'll find out your solar bill and we're using up electricity. And you'll eventually find out there's really no, it's just a trade-off. It's no perfect solution. With this being said, Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz is going to charge. I'm going to put this article up so you can see. This is allegedly. They're going to charge $1,200 per year for a subscription fee to unlock the EQ model full power. So you can get the car. You can get the basic part. But if you want to get, you know, put some pedal to the metal, if you want to keep up with a Tesla, ah, you're going to have to pay a fee. That $1,200, what is that in gas money? I thought we were getting electric cars to save the environment and gas. Nope. But now they found out a way to trap you and then corner you and snare you and entice you and then give you options to work up to. And eventually you're going to pay double and triple you were for a gas vehicle. You're supposed to get it to save money in, in the environment. But mm. <laughs> now you got a subscription fee just to get the full power. Oh, you want to unlock the full power? Man, what in the hell is going on? By the way, again, normies. Again, normies. Somebody said the sun is free, but still it got it ain't the sun is free, but then you still gotta pay for electricity. We don't realize that electricity is a modern, modern invention. It's an it's a modern invention. I told you about the battery trap. Eventually they're gonna they're gonna use social credit score. You ain't gonna be able to start your car. Um you ain't gonna be able to you ain't gonna be able to drive your car because they canceled you from 1957 Little Rock, Arkansas protest. They canceled you for what you said when you were 13 year olds on Twitter. <laughs> They'd be like, well, no car for you. You can only drive five mile radius. You can't unlock your shit. I'm telling you, man, you, you want cancel culture. Your ass is going to get effed up on this damn, uh, these things where they can control you. They can shut that shit off way from space. Oh, you've been saying fu something funky on YouTube. Yes, we can't cancel on your YouTube, but your social credit scores went down. You don't get you get five mile radius driving. You think I'm lying? Dude, look at what happens from Instagram. Go back and think about what Instagram was in 2013 and 2014 to what it is now. It didn't take very long, 15 years to, to completely change. No, 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 not even 15, 10 years, 10 years to now where we are now. It won't take very long for them to figure out, oh. We can we can limit a person. What if you were accused of a crime and, you know, they have house arrest, but if you have an electric car, they could be like, well, turn his electric car off. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Or if you want to upgrade and you're nice and good and watch the movie, this demolition man, demolition man kind of talks about this. I hate to use movies as, as proof, but demolition man talks about this where they penalize you for cursing. Remember when Stallone went to the future and they used foul language and the one dude that who was the uh, grant, he was the uh, he was the Wizard of Oz, essentially. And you were cursed and they would penalize you. A receipt were print out and they will give you the demerit. They were like, here's a demerit. You were using foul language. Shit. <laughs> don't think this ain't coming. But anyway. Don't think this ain't coming. And that's why I'm saying, listen, I'm not anti electric car, but I'm saying this is just another a thing that we're going to give these companies the ability to to control you in an instance your behavior and it will happen don't believe don't believe it ain't gonna happen uh next one and i'll try to be brief on this one are single fathers ignored are single fathers ignored anyway 
Um, let's play this video. This is a single father in, I believe, the United Kingdom. We talk a lot about single mothers, but a small population of men are indeed single fathers. And this is from KT King. He is a single father of two, no mother present in the life, and he's doing all the work for himself. Uh, single fathers often have the inability to reach to social services, social services. They're not going to do it. They're just going to tell the man to go get a job, but it's going to be tough for him to get a job and keep custody of his kids and give them the life that they deserve. What does a single father do? Does he bring a mother in? There's a lot of women that say they would never date a single father, but they get mad at men to say, I would never date a single mother. Ladies, if you're a woman looking for a man and your soulmate is a single father, are you going in? They're probably going to say, no, nope. I'm not raising another man's kid. Let's listen to his plight here. He's going to get quite emotional about this. Well, there's Lysander and there's myself, dad, single father. Living in a one-bedroom flat. I'll come in and I will sleep here. I will literally sleep here, so we're like that. And then what happened, he tends to come round because he wants some warmth. He'll come over to me and cuddle up to me. So we all end up sleeping like that. It's, it's just ridiculous. Nine years I've been here. Three of us sleeping in one bed. And I'm not the only one in this position. Their families all over Bristol going through situations like what we're going through. So he's saying in Bristol, um, this is the United Kingdom. There, there's a the family breakdown is happening, and this is largely accepted families breaking up. And this is where we tell you society needs to course correct and do a 180 immediately, or we're gonna make this worse by just saying. Oh, I'm strong and independent, or I can break up the family. I can be divorced. You're marrying 304s and whatnot, and then people praying mantis each other. This is obviously a praying mantis. These cool these kids are under five, and now he is having to raise both his kids and work at the same time, and he's being ignored, and he's saying a lot of other men are being ignored. Some worse than others. I don't really can't take any more of this. <laughs> this is the first time I'm at, oh. Yeah, man, this is a very tough situation. So a lot of people want to sympathize, sympathize for single mothers, but they do have social services that they can reach to. And they can be quite alone when they're trying to find a dumbass gump to marry them and take on their kids. He's in a similar situation. He's like, I'm not going to find a mate. He's He knows he's not going to find a mate. He doesn't even have time to date. This guy does fall into the category of a man that ain't getting that much sex. So that's probably hurting him as well. That's probably really hurting him as well. He ain't getting a lot of sex because he's got two kids at home. Um, anytime you, I, when I had custody of my kids, I never, I actually, not never. I brought women around twice. Okay. And that person, that woman I knew for months before I let my kids see me with them. I never brought women in in and out junior college girls or whatever, fat mastodons. I never brought women around when I had my kids. So if you have your kids full time, you're never bringing women around because you don't want to, your kids to see you in that light. With that being said, the question is this, are single fathers being ignored by society? And does society care? I can guarantee you right now, this group of men who have full custody of their kids are being largely ignored. Their issues, their dating life, their expectations, social services, the the need for help. And not only that, let's throw on this. How can this man work? How can he work? Having 
having young kids, having them full time, he cannot work. But if this was a woman, y'all ninjas, I'd be out here with tissue under your wiping your tears. Society will be saying somebody needs to take care of all of his children. Somebody needs to be held accountable and they need to pay. They'd be blaming the, the, the other parent. Where's the other parent? Where's the father? Not one person, not one person probably asked, where's the mother? And not only did they not ask where the mother, they never probably asked, where's the child support from that mother? And why isn't that mother in jail? Why is she on the side of a milk carton being looked at as a deadbeat? See, nobody said that. Y'all just probably was like, hmm, why this ninja out here crying? Y'all probably said some shit like that. See, nobody probably said, I bet those kids got two different baby mamas. <laughs> so it is what it is. So anyway, man, for a man to have custody of his kids full time, that mean the mother that, or did y'all say he should have chose better? <laughs> All right, did y'all use the same arguments we have right there? Interesting stuff. I'm not going to go too much on that. Next two, and then we'll go to the super chats. Next story, stages of a sexual relationship. This is something that I've been warning men about. I've been telling you, if you want sex, do not get into a relationship in order to get sex. See, there's something called when men have one-itis or they have not an abundance mindset, men will typically get into a relationship. Mainly, one of the driving forces, not all, one of the driving forces is that this is the person who's gonna he's going to get access to sex to. So he trades his meat, his money, energy, attention, and time in a transactional way as to get sex. That's the basis of all relationships. I don't want to hear no bullshit. No, it's love. No, it's not. It's access to sex. Now, what I've been warning you is sex is going to wane off. Sometimes women use sex as a lost leader or they flood you with sex and say, oh, I'm a really sexual person. I love having sex every day. And then eventually you'll commit to her and that's going to wane off. It's just natural. Eventually, one person will say, no, nah, coach, I've been I'm 52 year old woman. I've been married to my husband for 36 years and we still fornicate and we still go at each other like big old uh, big old uh, whales. All right. You guys slap bellies. Coach, I still slap bellies with my old husband every night. All right. That's a rare exception. Statistically. This video is a funny video. That's going to highlight. The sexual, the stages of a sexual relationship. And I got to turn the music off because it's using some music. Let me see. Where's the music? Here's the volume. I got to turn the music off. But it says first day sleeping together versus a year later. Let's go ahead and roll it. Let's go ahead and roll it. Uh, so I'll have to commentate. First day sleeping together. Two months of sleeping together. Six months of sleeping together. She's not into it. And then a year of sleeping together, you're basically... All right, he got to go ahead and get the score squashy out. All right, he went and got the score squashy out, and he's out there. He's got to watch prom. Okay, the things that I tell you here are the truth, and they're the painful truth in this. Again, people don't like to look at themselves like that, like this. I've been telling you that married men are the over, they overly consume prom more than single men and incels, right? A lot of incels and virgins get blamed for OnlyFans and prom. And playing video games. But let me tell you, married men be out here got more prawn subscriptions than any virgin or incel. Married men are over out here overwhelmingly supporting OnlyFans models, not the virgins and incels. Virgins and incels are broke. They ain't got no money to 
be out here making OnlyFans women millionaires. It's the married guys. Married guys out here be looking at prawn and jagging off when their wife is at the grocery store or their wife is at their job and they got an extra 30 minutes before she comes home and they out there jerking that chicken. All right, so this is a fact. And the reason why it's a fact is sex wanes off in relationships. Just like I said, love does, so does sex. And people keep trying to prove me wrong, but it does. Many of us have experienced this. Now, we're not trying to blame the male or the female, but typically what happens is the male gets excited, makes the commitment because the early part of the relationship is sexual. Then the latter part is her trying to pull back and rein in or using sex as a leverage tool. She then figures out, well, why am I having sex with this person? I already got the house, already got the warm bed, already got heat, air conditioning. I already got food. I got his money. I got his paycheck. All right. Why the hell do I have to keep giving it to him? Because he ain't going nowhere. He stuck with me. He stuck like glue. Okay, once you start marrying him and putting kids in them, naturally, they're going to start doing the under-deliver process when they promised you they was going to give you cheeks and all that. Not only that, men get less interested in sex with the same woman. When we get into monogamy, we're going to talk about that. Naturally, he's going to be like, oh, do I want to? He starts to have to go to his spank bank to be able to get off and finish on his wife. So these things are happening. You start playing the ring game in your marriage. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Now, what I'm saying is, and I love Stephen Phillips' comment here. He says depressing. What's depressing is you guys still want to be in fantasy land. That's why, again, this all proves what I talk about. The most depressed, the most stressed, the most people who can't live with themselves are the people living a lie. Now, you can keep living a lie all you want, and I, you can keep coming my, to my show, and I burst your fantasy bubble, and you go out there, and you be like, gosh, well, what does it all mean? What does it all mean? What is life then, coach? What am I supposed to do? What's the solution? You guys, I burst your fantasy bubble. I give you a double dose of reality. I'll be sleeping good, tucked in. Or every now and then I got a junior college, little slimmy tucked in next to me and I'm living life. I'm not, I'm living real, but you want to live in fantasy world and you're like, Oh my God. Well, if the Easter bunny doesn't exist, you want me to counsel you through the Easter bunny. You want me to try to get you through. It'll be all right. There'll still be boiled eggs hidden around your backyard. It'll be okay. <laughs> we'll still, we'll still have chocolates. You can still get carry your little basket and put your little bow tie and your monkey simp suit on. We'll still go to service. We'll still boil the eggs. We'll still put them around and your monkey ass can come out in your bunny costume. I'll still hire an Easter bunny to come out. That's what you want me to do. It'll be okay, sir. You'll still get presents. <laughs> You'll still get new fresh batches of underwear. I'll still put your underoos out. You'll get socks. You'll get a new suit. You'll get shoes. You'll be fine. But you up all night like this. Well, if there's no bunny. <laughs> but here's the thing. It can be depressing. But then you have to do what? You have to then go, all right, what do I do? How can I win this life? How can I do it? You can win. As long as you keep your head to the sky. 
you can win. Man, the free agent lifestyle, free yourself. Or else you're going to find out the hard way. This is going to be your wife. Are you serious? I, I, I had a chili dog for lunch, okay? I'm a little bloated. I, I did like 18 loads of laundry today. No exaggeration. Pretty sure it was 18. I'm tired. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. No, I, I, I don't want to cuddle. I know what cuddling means. Cuddling means that at some point your pants come off and I have to do things. I don't want to cuddle. I won't go to sleep. Are you serious? It's a school night. Those are my pants, not your pants. Can I help you? Did you lose something? Seriously? I'm on my period. You pouting? Are you seriously pouting right now? Hey, one thing that I want to acknowledge, and this is one thing, again, we, we, we ignore single fathers. We ignore co-parenting fathers. You know who else we ignore? Husbands. We ignore husbands and husbands' needs all the time. In fact, we make fun of husbands in our society, and it's, it's quite cruel. Like, we laugh. You ain't, you know, the women get together and laugh that you want to get sex from them. He's just always grabbing me and hitting my butt, and he's treating me like a piece of meat, and he just want to have sex, but I'm going to hold out on him and, <laughs> and, and frustrate him and ignore him for three days, and then I'll have to give it to him eventually, and then I'll hold it again. Some of the loneliest men in America some of the loneliest men in America are married men. People are assuming men like me, free agents, that is later tonight going to have a 20-year-old thing in my bed. They're going to be like, you're lonely. Oh, no, I ain't. <laughs> Some of the men think the incels or the virgins are the lonely ones. They can be quite lonely. Because they want to live in a fantasy world. But some of the most loveliest, loveliest, yes, I, them lovely too. Some of the most lonely men in America are married. This is without question. Not only are they lonely from sexual and sexuality and intimacy, they also tend to not have friends. They tend to be whisked away from their male friends. I'll give you an example. And I don't mean to talk about my neighbors like this. But um, last night, gentlemen, I'm out on my patio after Thanksgiving. Me and my mother had a Thanksgiving. We kicked it, had a smoked turkey. She went back home. By the evening, I'm, I didn't do the evening stream, but I used that stream, uh, used that time to really kind of rebalance myself, think about some things, set some goals. That's what I did. So I'm out on my patio smoking cigars, okay? My pup is out there running around. I'm hitting a golf ball and tennis ball, and I'm chilling. I got a spreadsheet out, a budget, the budget spreadsheet that I have on the money mindset, and I'm budgeting. I'm putting scenarios. I'm planning for the future. And my neighbor, a couple houses down, he said, who's smoking cigars? Who's smoking cigars? So I peek my head up like the neighbors do over the wall. I'm smoking cigars. 
I was like, is it bothering you? He was like, no, I smoke cigars too. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. And he says, come over. I have a fire pit. I have a whole bunch of cigars. Okay. I was like, okay. So I grab my drink. I put out my cigar and I go over to his house. They are wrapping up Thanksgiving. His mother and her third husband is there. And his wife, her mother's there, who's divorced as well. All right. Think about society. That's their Thanksgiving. They're washing up. They're about to get ready to leave. I come in with my black hoodie on, ready to go smoke. He sets up the fire pit. We walk around. We, we're talking and smoking. His wife comes out, and she brings him a glass of wine. And then he asks her. He asks her. He says, are you okay? Meaning she's in there cleaning up for Thanksgiving, and then he left that to smoke cigars with me. And then, she, oh, honey, it's fine. She goes back into the house and but he can sense there was probably some dissension in the ranks which does happen in married couples as she's going back into the house he says you know this is all i've ever wanted i want you to listen to this i picked these things up he's like honey you know this is all i've ever wanted you know all i've ever wanted and he says this you know all i've ever wanted was to be able to be by my, he has a wonderful pool. They put a new pool in. This is a new neighborhood, Desert Storm. He put a new pool in, lights, all that. He got a fire pit, backyard, cigar smokes. He got big old one. You know, this is all I ever wanted to be able to smoke cigars and kick it with male neighbors and all. to smoke out with the homies. Now, this is married man life. He was like, all I've ever wanted to have was to have friends to pop over. And smoke a cigar and whatnot. Now, I want you to think about this. There's a lot to unpack there. But a lot of times, married men are pulled away from friendship to be servants to their wives, to be there for their wives, to be best friends with their wives. And then ultimately, you find yourself, she might be pulling away from you, but now you have nobody to pull away from. You invested in her, became her best friends, but now she wants to go out to girls' nights out with her new friends. Or she wants to now find herself and discover herself, the sisterhood of traveling pants. And then she will start to do that, and then he'll be left alone. He'll be left alone. Or years of marriage will go by and kids and all that stuff, and then he'll find out, man, damn, I just want some buddies to hang around, but he just doesn't have the time. Or he's guilted. I'm going to go play golf with the buddies. Oh, you're going to be gone again? I'm going to be left here all alone with the child? He wants to go smoke, smoke cigarettes. His neighbor, uh, cigars, his neighbor drops over and she's, oh, I'm washing these dishes by myself. She's going to ruin the opportunity and he didn't want it to be ruined. So he was trying to give her notice. I know you might be upset, but I'm a lonely married guy. I don't have any friends. I found an opportunity to bring a friend over in the neighbor and now we can do what I planned this backyard out to be. He had the fire pit. He he grabbed his cigars. He was ready to go. And he wanted to, he, that's what he wanted. And he expressed it right there in my face last night. You know, this is all I've ever wanted. To have friends over to smoke cigars. I want you to think about that. Now, people that think about the shit that I talk about is depressing. People think about the shit that I talk about that is crazy. Think about that's a married man's life, and that's a typical married guy's life. <laughs> that's how married men become lonely.
that is normally 10 years and three, two, three kids down the line. They're separated from that life and they're guilted. You want to play video games? Everything he wants to do fun, there's a guilt attached to it. He wants to just go out with the boys. He wants to just play golf. He wants to just play video games. He wants to just smoke cigars. And every time he does that, he's got to get permission so she doesn't say, I'm not happy. <laughs> you see what I mean? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> he wants to go to Best Buy and just walk around and sniff the Best Buy air. You were gone too long. Or he has to rush back because he knows if he stays out too long, he potentially is going to face this when he comes home. I'm not happy. <laughs> so this is what we have to understand. When I talk about these things and we talk about these things um, uh, related to this, I know it, it's, this is the normal story. And if men express themselves, the women are going to go into what? See, ladies, you love men who communicate. You love men to talk through their issues. But then when we bring up the issues, you get mad. You act like it ain't that important. Or you say that was your fault. Or you say, well, that's just the way it is. So what's the point of communicating? So when men get lonely, it's because they can't communicate with you. You automatically go into rejection mode. You go into deflect, redirect. You start making it then about you. But what about when I and when I and what I gave up? But you're not listening to us. Mm. I'm giving y'all something to think about, man. Think about this shit. So if you think what I'm giving you today is depressing, what I'm telling you is if you go and pursue to try to prove me wrong, you're more likely to find yourself depressed than you think I am. All right. <laughs> it is a real deal. I'm going to show you again. And people find this to be a skit. But this skit is based in reality. There's truth and humor. Art imitates life. Here it is. First day of sleeping together. Yeah. Second month. She's still into it. Yep. Third, six months later, eh, he'll be here tomorrow. He's ready to go, and she's ready to play Candy Crush, or she's ready to check her Instagram. Ah, this is more important at the moment, and look at how she's dressed. She's dressed ready to not give up no booty. You know, if you're in your bed and you got to peel all these layers off, she has no intention of giving you no booty. All right, so in six months, so... He's got to initiate, and once he stops initiating, she's going to blame him for not initiating. But unfortunately, 80% of the time he initiates, she gives him this look, okay? This happens in marriages all the time in relationship. He initiates, and it's got to be this, all right? Trust me, this goes down. And then um, she just, <laughs> look at this face. Look at this face, and look at his face. When he stops initiating, she's going to blame him. And then she's going to be like, you pushed me into his arms. And then, of course, she have the one year into the relationship. He took her out to dinner. He treated her well. He paid the bills. He paid the light bills. He took her out on a vacation. And guess what? He's got a date with Rosie Palm and his five and her five fingers. He's got a date with the Squashy. Okay. That's the realities of relationship. That's more the realistic picture of relationships than not. And it's so sad that he's got to make it a skit to drive the point across. Because if he says it the way I say it, they just start saying, I'm hurt, bitter, and I'm a virgin incel. But if it's a skit, we can laugh about it and laugh at the pain of men and make no correction. Because nobody makes the correction. We just laugh and say, oh, that's totally me. I bet you in them comment sections, that's totally us. 
But that same woman will say, I'm happily married and I fell in love every day with my husband of 13 years. That same woman will say, yep, that's that's our sex life. But yep, I love my husband. Hey, man, let's continue, man. You want to go down this road? It's going to be a hard road to go to. Let's get the sugar daddy with the boat. All right, let's go ahead and pop this up on the screen for your viewing pleasures. Obviously, this might get 18-year-old restricted because <laughs> they do watch my show. And they tend to restrict this pretty quickly. I'm like, how you know? Can y'all see this? Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. You know, men who own boats tend to not be young men. But the women that are on boats tend to be very young. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever seen old women on a boat? Nope. Have you ever seen old women post pictures of themselves on a boat? Nope. You normally see young women that post pictures on the boat. But I can almost guarantee you that the man that owns the boat is not young. Here we go right here. She's uh, entertaining and wiggling and jiggling. And she got some fries to go with that shake. And she dragging that wagon. And she's, for her viewing pleasures, bending it over. But who owns the boat? There's the man. Guys, this is real life. This is not a skit. Trust me, this is how the world works. I know people be like, where's that dude with the simp math? You should be dating girls 29 to 36, coach. That's not how the world works. When you move up the upper echelon of society, when you get a boat, when you get a nice car, when you live on a, when you have a whole basically 45th floor house, penthouse in Manhattan, when you live in gated communities, $10 million homes, Guess what you get? You get young women. And you're more likely to be married as well. But on your off day, you're taking young women out on the boat. You have access to young women. And not only that, young women will give you access to them for a nominal fee or for free. Trust me, not all the ones give it to you for a fee. Most of them just want to be able to entertain the lifestyle. But. Him, normies don't know about this lives and these guys keep these lives quite private and as you can see here he like uh oh look he trying to hide <laughs> you see him trying to hide he like wait a minute but brothers do this including myself and we brag about it passport brothers do this and we brag about it but trust me the upper echelon of society have been doing this for a long time long time look he hide he like oh damn you done caught me my wife gonna divorce me all right but guess what that's what he got. And she happy to be there. Does she look like a victim or a volunteer? Does she look like a victim or a volunteer? Does she look like a victim or a volunteer? I'll repeat. Okay. Now, look at, look at daddy. Daddy said, him, daddy. I don't want to be discovered. But trust me, he got them cheeks. He still hit. Yes, did he trick? People have been tricking for a long time. And a lot of you guys that don't trick, you guys get in relationships or run games against women who've been out here selling a bit. The world is a crazy place. Shout out to White Wolf number two. I hope I don't get your page taken down. But uh, the world is a crazy place. All right. After she's done doing that, she's going to say probably something like this. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age is that women 
love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. Oh yeah, after she gets done with that life, they then start, then then you normie men start dealing with them. And then she said, I know about love and I want somebody to love, trust me. Um, if you actually talk to, who was I talking to? I was talking to a woman, oh yeah. Talking to this Asian Cambodian chick, 28 years old. She was already ready to put the whole life behind her. But she was like, oh, man, when I was in my 20s, early 20s, <laughs> she was like, she lived in she lived in Oregon, Portland, to be specific. And she was like, oh, I messed with a couple of basketball players. She told me all the access that she had as a young woman in her 20s. She was like, oh, yeah, I was in these streets. She didn't have listen. I don't date women that's trying to hide that shit. So in these streets. But she was like, I dated basketball players. I had front seats. I was giving tickets. I was backstage. She even met she'd been, she was at, oh, I don't want to put the person out here, but this person has a residency here in Vegas at the at the moment. Very, very popular pop star. They were invited to come backstage and to do all the stuff that backstage artists do that people don't know about. And she turned it down. She was like, and this woman's 28. She was like, oh, man, I've been there, done that. Mm. <laughs> I was like, she, she was like, man, I didn't have access to all that in backstage and mess with NBA players and NFL players. She's like, I've been there. And a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys that are that same age, that are 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, you don't realize what these women have had access to. Now, not all of them have been backstage underage adolescents. How you doing? Fine, she replied. Not, not all of them have done it, but they've been invited. They went to some parties. They've been introduced to mil millionaires and billionaires. They've been introduced to pro athletes. They've been introduced and invited to parties. They've been to penthouses. Some turned it down, some didn't. They've been offered drugs, party life, alcohol, boat trips, vacations. Now, you, on the other hand, have rarely ever been invited to one of these things here. You have barely never been, been able to have one of these experiences. And if you did, I guarantee you, you paid for it. Some of you never have ridden in a supercar. I've got 20-year-olds and 18-year-olds that have ridden in my Porsche. I guarantee you at 18 and 20, you never even rode in the Porsche. She'd been passenger seated. And they get this. Now, now, what's the point of it all? The point of it all is this. This goes back to what we were saying early. Most men aren't getting what most women are getting, especially early in life. And if they do get it, they have to pay for it. Meaning, you have to provide the boat. You're never going to have the boat and then have the girl. You, if you want to get it, you're going to have to work to get the boat. Let's show you again. And by the time he get the boat, 
then everybody's telling him he ain't supposed to be enjoying the boat. He ain't supposed to do this. No, nah, he's supposed to be on here with his fat wife. And then they're going to say, look at him and shame him. How dare him take advantage of this girl? She's being used and abused and discarded like toilet tissue. But it looks like she's having fun. If you want the party in the penthouse, you either have to know somebody or you have to get the penthouse. You got to get the penthouse. And if you are a guy who never gets the boat, you never get the supercar, you never get the penthouse, you never get the lifestyle, guess what? You fall in the category of the 30% who never get any and the 30% plus who get four to five women and they're beyond average and that woman is pulling the sex rope game on him. All four of the women that he's gotten his entire life are pulling the sex rope trick on him. And then the top 30% are banging 80% of the women. People don't realize this. Women don't realize this. This isn't a complaint. This is a reality. This is a truth. So then what do we tell guys to do? There's solutions here. And a lot of guys have different solutions. Is running games, uh, uh, getting married for business, pay for play, free agent lifestyle, passport bros. This is how guys try to get around and circumvent this reality. Unfortunately, when the guys try to circumvent the reality, they still get hung. Passport bros, oh, look at these desperate, dirty dusties going over there to get these dirty feet women poor and take advantage of them. Wait a minute. Why are you caring about them doing that? They're just trying to find their solution. Look at these free agents over here and these free agent trick ass ninjas in the building. Look at them. They paying and they going to junior colleges. Look at these guys. Or somebody says, lady women do know about this. Oh, you, I, I don't know if you're disagreeing with me. Oh, you're disagreeing. I get it. You're disagreeing that they say they don't know about this. I get you. But um. Or, or if they go free agent, or if they go MGTOW. Look at these loser lane, video game playing, acne, pimple, pus face men that live in their mama's basement. Look at them going MGTOW. Or if they become a player, or they buy a game dating coach, they got smoke for them too. Oh, look at these guys teaching them how to manipulate women. So men can't win. You can't win no matter how you adjust. Guess what? You can't win. All you're trying to get in. All you're trying to get in is circumvent the system of polyamory or polygyny, which this is what we practice. Small percentage of men have access to multiple, most of the women. Small percentage of men have access to most of the women, if not all. That is not monogamy. This is poly, and that's what we're going to get into next. But let me get into the super chats, and then we'll get into that story coming up. Oh, yeah. Wow. Jeez. We'll get into that. Shout out to fear to none. He's out here rolling on the floor laughing. Shout out to you. Ty says on CGA reacts link to the full video at the end. Unfortunately, I can't because my editor dices up the stream. I don't dice them up. My editor edits them and then he puts them out and he gives them to me. So I don't know what stream they came from, unfortunately. All right. I do too much. Ty also says you think you'll think. The rain is free until you put a tank on the roof to collect it. And the water company takes you to court and sues you to high heaven. Damn. 
I don't know anything about that. I didn't know you cannot collect rainwater and use it for your own interesting. Hmm. So that is then I think what he's saying is you guys think that uh, things are free, but it's not. That's interesting. So a lot of people say that electricity is free. Okay. A lot of times if you conduct it or you're able to capture the electricity by yourself outside the, the norms, the reach of the norms, they may penalize you for it, but that's the whole thing, man. Great point. Henry Resilient Society doesn't care about fathers in general, not just single fathers. They don't care about fathers in general, and that can be, and that can be definitely due to um, why men, fathers are treated negatively in the family courts. Frodo Bagham Young, happy Thanksgiving to the coach and the coach gang. You've been an inspiration for a short Filipino guy to be the best I can be. If I had a milk dud like you, <laughs> he says, if a milk dud like you can make it, I can too. I can see now. I can now see the manipulation from all XXs. Thank you. Yep. And manipulation is not negative. You just have to see around it. All women are doing some sort form of manipulation, especially if they're doing any form of this blue pill content. Comment, oh, love can last and this can go forever and all this shit. And no, we don't need a prenup. Why would I ever do that? I'm not that type of girl. I don't know any girls like that. Where are you meeting these girls? Not these type of girls. Those are the type of girls you deal with. I'm all, I'm not like what the other one is. Um, uh, there, there's another one. I, I'm not like all those girls or I'm different. That's all manipulation. It's all bullshit because circumstances do dictate how people behave. And and you don't know when those circumstances are going to happen to you. And then when it happens, then it's a whole bunch of bullshit. Well, you drove them into my arms and I didn't realize. And it was just a situation that happened. And I didn't intend it to happen. I just got drunk at a bar and I started sucking this salami. Like there's a there's too much of what we call um, plausible deniability. And no accountability, right? Or blame the guy. Well, you weren't hitting it right, or you weren't here enough, or you were working too much, or you were playing too many. The environment, the scenario exists, then she does it. Well, I normally wouldn't do anything like this, but I did it because there's too much wiggle room. There's too much wiggle room and not a lot of penalties. Crypto Keeper, you are correct, coach. I was exercising the feminist. Thank you, man. Yeah, exercise the, oh, you were doing the exercise of feminists. Nate Bitt says they say the Democrats switched, but no one considers pre-civil rights act slavery, or wait, pre-civil rights acts. Slaves said slaves needed to be given cloth, food, work, housing, education. Today, they say we need their food programs, housing, and education. It's a situation where, dude, nothing, not much has changed. I know nothing has changed but the day of the week. But um, I want to ask you guys something. I want to ask you guys something. Can you take a week off of work? Can you take a week off of work? Matter of fact, there's a fantastic clip that I would like, love to show you. I don't know if this is the proper time. Where are we at? Two hour mark of um, most of the. I'm, I'm going to have to show you the clip one day about uh, and it shows it demonstrates there's a movie clip. It shows to demonstrate how blacks were intimidated to vote Democrat and um, that that people would go to voting pools and they would say, hey, I would like a I would like a Republican ticket. Because most blacks, even the first black um, senators and representatives were from the Republican Party. Look it up. But people are going to say it switched and that's fine. But you would go to a voting place that was a voting pool a voting place that would say and this happens today 
I want a Republican ticket or I want to be able to vote for the, and they know you're going to vote that way and they won't have that ticket. Oh, we don't have that one. We ran out. There's a great movie scene that shows this and that's basically sure intimidation. So ultimately then people just switch or they are intimidated to vote a certain way. This is happening today. This is happening today. If you voted in this midterm, you've experienced this. And it's frustrating on both sides, the Democratic side and the Republican side. So eventually you'll either give up or you'll just switch over there. You'll be like, well, it's just easier to, especially if you're not educated. And they hold that against you, especially if you are subservient in class or race. They're going to hold it against you. They're going to make it difficult. It happens today. So uh, people don't think that these things that happened in the past and dictated how people have uh, functioned in our world, right? Some people are, are, they think voting doesn't count. Oh, voting doesn't matter. Where did they get that from? I want to ask you something. Where does a person get voting doesn't count or matter from? They normally got it because somebody intimidated them. Somebody showed them. Somebody, you went to the poll and it was like an hour, three hour lines. Where did they get this from? They get it from, there's this, there's this corrupt nature of voting and both people are playing a part of it. And you as the class citizen, you as the racist citizen is being victimized from it. But back to my original thought, if you can't take a week or for work, if you can't take a week worth of work off right now, guess what you are? If you say something, and ladies, I want you to listen. If you say to me, as a counter to women should not work, hey, I say women should not work. They should be raising kids. What are you going to say back to me? What are you going to say back to me? You'll probably say, well, we have to work. We can't survive off of one man's income. I can't survive off of one man's income. Which is true. Because now we live in a society where we need two incomes, which is sad. With that being said, what does that make you? What does that make you? <laughs> it's pretty simple. If you tell me you got to do it, you got no choice. What does that make you? Does that make you free? Does that make you a person that can decide what they want to do? That just makes you an industrial revolutionary slave. That's what that makes you. You're just an indentured servant. You ain't free. <laughs> so they'd be like, slavery is a choice. Oh, no, it's not. We can have full rights. We had, or we didn't have no choice. They made us do it. You just told me they make you go to work. I have to do it. I have no choice. What does that make you? Slave or an indigenous servant, take your pick. However you want to make this feel good about yourself. But that's what you are. <laughs> anyway, last one, Brian Dupre. He says, monogamy benefits society. You're ahead of me. As a whole for state uh, stability and maximizing the single broke man problem in societies. You're ahead of me. But I want but I do what's right for me and clapping them cheeks is what's right for me. Shout out to you. He says the foo pop foo pop print me. How my life's looking. Do we need the foo pop printer? Uh, the brothers today. Nah, it's too early. I'm going to lose some viewers and this thing shouldn't been crawling across the board. Okay. Yeah, but people volunteer again, slave. You, you could be like you volunteering for slavery. <laughs> 
there's no victims, only volunteers. That's one of the real statements you will ever know. There's no victims. There's just volunteers. You're volunteering for the condition. And then when you put yourself in it, you can't get out of it. What is that called? If you put yourself in that position, but you can't get out. Well, I can't get out. I can't take six months off of work. I can't take a year off of work and build my own business. Think about it. What is that? What would you define that as? Working class, maybe? Trapped in a vicious cycle of industrial revolutionary-based employment? Indentured servant? Slave? What is it? What would you feel good at at being called? <laughs> but, yeah, debt slavery? What is it? But if you say, I have a choice in this matter, and you start taking steps to make those choices, and I'm going to give you another example, when people make those choices, I say, I'm not going to work a nine-to-five job. I'm going to do what? I'm going to go off on my own. I'm going to make my own business. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. What do people tell you? You're dumb. You ain't going to make it. You're going to fail. You can't go out there. What would a person say to a person? I'm leaving the plantation. I'm going to run for it. I'm going to head for the hills. I'm going to go to the north. Forget this. What would you what would the people on the plantation likely tell them? I wasn't there. What would they tell them? You're dumb. You're going to fail. You uneducated. You don't know how to read. You crazy. You're going to get your foot chopped off. You're going to get killed. Ain't nothing changed but the day on the calendar. That's it. Ain't nothing changed but the day of the week. You still the same. Whether you know it or not, you just have the illusion of freedom. <laughs> Where's the gun line? Yeah. Anyway, they going to tell on you. They going to laugh at you. They going to watch and see. They not even going to stop you. Go ahead and try it. And then when your ass get captured, I told you they going to laugh at you. I told you you was going to get captured. I knew you was going to get captured. I knew you wasn't going to make it. Mm. Think about it. Yeah, y'all be y'all be like this show is depressing. But you cannot doubt that we ain't giving you that knowledge. You cannot doubt that I ain't tell you. Lawar Moore says Hafiz, better known to me as Ha Please in the building. Shout out to him. All right. Mr. Wilder says, I, I messed it up, but shout out to you. Shout out to you for your drop in here. We'll give you a couple points. I'm rich, bitch. Um, they might even say something as dumb as this. And depending on who you are, this to me, I, I used to laugh at people when I used to be like, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to be self-employed and whatnot. They used to say, but what about benefits? What about benefits? I'm like, what benefits? Health benefits. Dental. I. <laughs> $25,000 in life insurance. See, my company gives me benefits. I get discounts at all of the stores at this particular consumer shopping mall i can get 25 percent at this shopping mall i can get health benefits i'm like you realize you can buy health benefits <laughs> like i can buy them yeah but i get mine for free you jackass you do not get them for free you go to work every day and you pay for them most of you <laughs> yeah but mine are good okay <laughs> i'm like for some benefits, 
like, what if I work hard enough that I can pay for the benefits and pay for a PPO? Like over time, I might not have them for the first two years, but as long as I don't get sick and I keep my work and uh, I can buy my own term, long-term disability, I can buy my own benefit. Like people say that shit. I'll be like, benefits aren't really that free. <laughs> it's not. Now, people do get hung up. Like you got to know how to save money. You got to know how to be able to not fall for the victim of, you know, you're not going to have the social security uh, like you would think you're going to have. There's all trade-offs, but you're going to me benefits, benefits. Now, if you're a married person, yes. Odds are, if you have married a wife and kids under a benefit program, you got to think about that. But this is why we tell you before you get married, think about this shit, because once you get married and you have kids and you want to start a business and leave your job, you got to run that through your kids and your wife. But we're here to teach and educate guys right there, right? Somebody says, uh, Social Security is not a benefit. We paid into it. Exactly. He says, Social Security is running off, uh, running out of money. Exactly. So all of these things that people think about, sometimes you get screwed uh, screwed in. You got screwed, screwed in, screwed in, screwed in. Anyway, did I get some super chats? I did. Um, Let me see here. Let me get this one right here. Uh, this woman is back. Let's go ahead and show you this woman right here. Uh, this woman is back with us again. She's a, what do you call it? A plus size yeah. model. She's the plus size model. What's her name? I'm not going to say her name. Do not go, do not go harass her. But of course, spiritual word has linked her. Uh, but if you want to find her, go find her. Do not say I sent you over there. Uh, but this woman right here. She says. When she's in a relationship. She doesn't believe in spending her money on her man. We are using his money. <sighs> Good Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. This got Democratic catfish fish fry nuggets written all over it. Let's hear this shit. When I'm in a relationship, I don't believe in spending my money on my man. His money is for me. My money is for me. Okay, so that means when we go out, we go on dates, we go shopping, we do whatever, we are using his money. My money does not get touched, okay? That is just the standard. Argue with your mama. When I'm in a relationship, I don't believe in spending my money on my man. His money is for me. My money is for me. Okay, so that means when we go out, we go on dates, we go shopping, we do whatever, we are using his money. My money does not get touched. Okay, that is just the standard. Argue with your mama. Okay, all right. So, despite the fact that she's not a very attractive woman, you know, that's just that's throwing us off just a little bit. Do you like her? Like, you're like, good lord, why, why do you have why do you feel you have to have room to talk about this? Like, how are you even in this conversation? But with that being said, this is what I've been telling you for a long time. What's yours is hers, and what's hers is hers. We also tell you women don't give you anything. They loan it to you. Ladies, I'm not here to change you, but this is actually true when you think about it. Women rarely ever give you anything without conditions attached to it. Thus, that is a loan. You've been involved in relationships, marriages, or whatnot. Uh, cohabitations and you guys have bought something or she has given you something later to take you to court and sue you for it 
well, I spent this half of money on the furniture. All right. But she'd been putting her fat rear end on it the whole time. Okay. Um, I gave you these Jordans. I bought you that PS2. I paid for that flat screen TV that she's throwing out. The, she will collect it back if you do relieve, leave the relationship. Same thing as women who have children. Some women tend to believe that it is their children, but it is on loan to you as long as you stay in the relationship. Should you abandon the relationship, she's removing those kids from you. She's going to fight you tooth and nail for them kids that she owns. Their kids are on loan to you. Those kids are on loan to you. Same thing as her body. She gives you access to the body as long as you give her money, energy, attention, and time. Soon as you remove all three, one, two, or three, she gives you no access to the body. Her body was on loan. You gave her that salami. She gave you a loan to that body. Now, with that being said, everything I say is true. You just don't like the way I say it. Everything you give her is a gift. Everything she gives you is a loan. That's number one. Number two, number two, what's yours is hers and what's hers is hers. So if she does have a job and you goofball thinks you're going to power couple your way to fortune and fame in a upper middle class lifestyle, well, you're wrong about that. Many women do believe that you should still be paying for the dates, that you should still be putting the credit card on your travel, that you should still be organizing date nights, that you should still be paying the mortgage or the majority of it or close to it. And she will contribute where she thinks she can. However, you are not going to dictate what she's doing with her money. Do you understand what I'm talking about? See, these are the things that we wrestle with. And some of you guys hope that you're going to find a powerful woman who is an industrious uh, corporate America woman that is piling down $85,000 a year and you're going to get access to that money, but you're not. Because as soon as you try to keep tabs on the money as a collective, she's going to start saying, but that's my money. <laughs> but that's my money. See, these are the things we're telling you guys. I'm trying to warn you about what's ahead of you. And when they do it, when they do it, there ain't no talking them out of it. You already married them and you're screwed. This is what I'm talking about. Now, this person has no business talking about it, in my opinion. But uh, look, there's somebody for everybody. Somebody is paying, allegedly paying for this woman. Okay, somebody is allegedly paying for this woman enough for her to believe in her nasally voice where she needs to get one of them things you put up the baby's nose, the blue thing, and get all of that snot out of her nose. She needs to get that congestion figured out. But she here trying to tell you that we're using his money, not none of my money. What the hell are you talking about? When I'm in a relationship, I don't believe in spending my money on my man. His money is for me. My money is for me. Okay, so that means when we go out, we go on dates, we go shopping, we do whatever, we are using his money. My money does not get touched, okay? That is just the standard. Argue with your mama. Now, here's the deal. We've also said relationships are transactional. Everything is paid for play. We all pay and all of that stuff. This is another prime example of that. All right, this is everybody paid. Now, for me, I don't mind doing what she says. However... However, there's going to be two things that are going to be happening. You're going to be paid to leave. And you're never going to get you're never going to get in a government contract with me. And number two, I'm going to decide what you look like. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to get exactly what I want physically. 
and you're not probably going to talk a lot. And whatever Mucinex prescription you need, that's what you're going to have. You're not going to bring that nasally ass, congested ass, uh, snot infested uh, nugget to my house. All right. You're going to be look, you're going to be young. You're going to be petite. Your titties going to be firm. Your hair going to be shiny. You're going to have <laughs> you're going to have no stat tattoos. All right. It, that's what it is. Trust me, if I'm doing that type of relationship and ladies, you can have a good life living uh, with CGA selling you a dream. OK, I'll give you all the romance you want. But you're going to be following my rules. <laughs> we go. I'm going to let you pile money on my on me. I'm going to let you keep your money. Ladies, ladies, if you're listening to me, if you get into a relationship with me and you have a job. One of the first damn things you're going to do. One of the first damn things you're going to do. If you want to meet a commitment, you want, he says, yes, you will have your collarbone showing. There will be a collarbone. I will be able to pick you up with ease. You're not going to be over the age of 28. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the, even the, the bare minimum. The first thing you're going to do when you say, don't you want a commitment? Don't you want to get off Bumble? Don't you want a relationship? Aren't you considering that? Oh, you want a relationship with me? Okay, fine. Great. Here's what you're going to do. I want you to take this direct deposit slip and give it to your human resources department. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I got one right here, ma'am. First damn thing you're going to do, Mrs. I got a career. Hold on. Let's give you the focus on my career. So I could focus on my career. I'm going to get my checkbook out. Take that direct deposit slip right there to your human resources office. You in a, Are we in a commitment? We cohabitating? Great. Take that slip right there to your, the fat, chunky lady in the human resources department. This is the slip right here. That's the account number, and that's the routing number. Put, put under your direct, put under your thing. This is added to your paycheck to this director. Put it in there. Bet you this is what she gonna do. <laughs> Gone. That's what you're getting from me. You're making zero financial decisions. The only financial decisions you're gonna make, because a lot of women are trained that they're supposed to have the checkbook in the marriage and they're supposed to have the checkbook in the relationship. I'm supposed to get permission from them to buy something. I don't know who trained you for that shit. But that ain't going to be in CGA's household. Oh, work? Oh, cool. You got a job too? Pimping. Put that damn put that damn direct deposit right into my damn account. Yes. That's the first step you're going to do. All right? And you exercise the feminists. They're going to be gone. Oh, good. You don't want no relationship, I see. Yeah, glad we solved that. <laughs> I'm glad we solved these problems. I guess you didn't want a commitment that bad, did you? See, money. Energy, attention, and time. It all boils down to the transaction. They want it for free. They want to keep their own little money. And then having you out here working for your money, you're being a nice guy. Thank you for taking me out on this wonderful date. She ain't never splitting it. Oh, I'll split it. She, you ever had the women like this? They pull their little card out. Here's my card. I'll put half on there. No, no, no worries, my queen. I'll take care of that. Oh, thank you. You're such a wonderful man. I do offer to pay, but you're so wonderful. I get it. 
I put my card out there. She put that shit half out there like this. She'd be like, here's my card. Put half of it on. No, my queen. No, my queen. I'll take care of it. You're such a good man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the next story. Who invented monogamy in the building? Who invented monogamy? New, 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 new world order. He said the fake reach. Oh, let me see that bill. Let me see the bill. It been sitting on the table for 30 minutes. You want to wretch across the table to get the bill. Nah, nah. All right, so here we go. Who invented monogamy and who does it benefit? Let's play a clip from this woman right here. We got a lot of women testifying today. Never say I don't listen to women. Here's a young uh, painted up. She looking like the demolition in the road warrior. She painted her face up for this one. She put her wig on. Shout out to this woman. Uh, let's hear her here. Let's hear her. Let me let me refresh. Pause it real quick and pump up the volume. Let's hear it. Monogamy was invented by men. Men need monogamy. Because they wanted to, the average, was it because the average man wanted to have a beautiful woman? No. Why was it? No. Monogamy is necessary because if you say we're going to develop a polygamous community, what will happen is what the women will do, because women, we are genetically wired to want to procreate with the biggest strongest, richest man. This right. is embedded in us. It's nothing anyone could play God to say that I'm not like that. Yes, you are, sis. God made you that way. And mm -hmm. it's for a reason. It's how you keep the human race going. Not all men are meant to be carried on. Some are meant mm -hmm. to die out in their mm -hmm. lifetime. Monogamy. Listen, she preaching, the, she preaching the gospel truth. In my opinion, she preaching the gospel truth. I don't agree. I don't disagree with anything she said. She just hitting y'all over the head. She hitting y'all over the head with that realness. And she's being real. She's being 100%. She's preaching the gospel truth. She's not fantasizing about anything. And this is what we do. We are literally doing this in real time and convincing ourselves that we can do the opposite, like marry for love and men have a chance at sex and men are cheating and women aren't. Like, we're playing this game. But she right there is talking about the true nature of the human race. Now, social social construct-wise, community-wise, we've developed these things to keep us in a benefit to keep our community going. For instance, the Christian church has developed proselytizing or witnessing or missionaries to increase their population. They've also said, we're not going to believe in birth control as to a way as to increase their population faster than any other place, right? So that's a way to keep your community thriving. Monogamy, dating standards, marriage, are constructs that we've created to keep communities and building and thriving, as somebody said before. That's the benefit of monogamy. Children are a benefit of monogamy, although you can have a lot of children in success, raising kids in polyamory, polygamy, polygyny, or whatever it is. You can have success doing it. As a matter of fact, most of our societies practice polygamy or polygyny. Most societies don't practice anywhere near monogamy. Biblically, if you want to talk about biblically, most of the Bible's early part was polyamory. I'm sorry, I keep saying polyamory because that's what we're doing today. Most of it was polygamy, concubines, harems, and whatnot. Then eventually the Bible then shifted into the New Testament, promoting monogamy, sex with one. But that was a way as a means to build the church, build the population that is going to be able to believe in this. And when you do it under this, you can basically have the control mechanisms of the church of the rich to make you practice monogamy in our culture the rich the church 
and the uh, people who um, are the politicians, they don't practice monogamy. The church, some church meant some church um, uh, sex, sex. I can't, I don't want to say S-E-X. I'm talking about S-E-T-C, uh, S-E-C-T. Some churches don't even let their preachers marry. How was that monogamy? Sext. Where is that monogamy in the church? That's number one. That's the number one question you have to ask. If the person up there can't even get married, that is not monogamy. All right. What? Why is he practicing monogamy? Not only that, some of them be some of them to be Skittles. How is that monogamy? <laughs> some of them be swingers. Some of the preachers uh, fornicate with multiple women in the congregation. Cult leaders tend to one of the things that they do to control the men in their cult is to get access to their wives. How was that monogamy? See, these are the things that you fool and trick yourself into believing in the church, the politicians. Politicians be out here reading rainbow Skittles. Politicians be out here having orgies. Politicians I'll be having there a full wife and inviting a full man and they be out there fighting over a hammer and underwear. I mean, Okay. Some of the rich have wives and concubines and women they're supporting. And as we saw in the boat, guys, this idea is that the rich, the wealthy, the, the rulers of society, they tell you monogamy. They then push propaganda in the love and all that shit. They get into the media industry and show you romantic comedies, which are based on tragedy oftentimes. And they make you believe that shit works. Why? Because it keeps the population going. It thrives. Right? You can build communities around monogamy. You can't build communities around poly. But we're practicing poly. We practice poly. Based on this, what this woman said, she said the reason why we wouldn't practice poly on paper is because some men need to get access to women or they could create some sort of instability or they'll die off. So we have to give men hope that they can have a woman of their own. But let's break this down numerically. How many men have their own personal woman? But we practice monogamy. This is going to be a problem later on, could be. How many men get a chance at having their own personal woman? <laughs> How many women have had their own, have had one man only in their life, meaning they practice monogamy. How many? Okay, okay, I'll stop. What about ladies? How many of you ladies that consider yourselves attractive? You're over the age of 29. How many of you guys have never been cheated on? Because, of course, all men cheat. Men are dogs and whatnot. Now, why is it that many women do experience getting cheated on? 
how why is it a fact that you will find an attractive woman she'll be beautiful she'll be gorgeous and they will find that their man cheated on them why is that the case well because like this woman said we are hardwired at getting our she says we as women not as me as women women are hardwired to find the biggest bet bet biggest richest or most stable mate that they can possibly find. Now, with that being said, how many men are the biggest, strongest, and most stable economically? I'll wait. Let's just break it down statistically. How many men qualify as the biggest, the brightest, the smartest, the strongest? And I believe what she said is true. I've actually proved this. I believe in evolution. I believe in natural selection. I believe that a hypergamy is necessary because this is how the species propagate and push forward and become more stronger, smarter, and so forth. With that being said, a small percentage of men fall into that category. Thus, when the women tend to select that man, they ultimately find out they're sharing that man because other women find that man valuable. But if you were to marry somebody where a man got his own personal woman and he was an average guy to below average, he probably doesn't cheat on you. You'll never get cheated on, rarely get cheated on. And that's because he doesn't have the opportunity to cheat on you. Pretty simple. The more we get into the economic situation that we're in, the more likely we're going to push towards poly. And it's not going to be poly like you think, where all these women live with one man or so forth and so on. That's not what poly means. That's po polyg polygamy in many instances where you have a community and one man, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing polygamy or polygyny on uh, under, un there's an undercurrent, meaning some women are fine with sharing a man. More women understand that they got to share that man. Like Kevin Samuel said, He's exercising his options, and the woman just puts up with it. Just don't embarrass me. There's women that say, I'll let this guy pay for my rent, and I'll let him have access to my body, but I'll have a little bit of freedom while he goes home to his wife. I'll date the basketball player and hope he doesn't cheat. I'll date the rapper, the musician, the whoever, the actor, you name it. This is called poly. Adam Levine was proof of this. There was a big dust up of Adam Levine out here on the Instagram streets. He got caught. They asked his wife and the wife was like, I don't care. Just bring home the bag. I got money. I don't care. I don't care what he doing. Don't bother me about these scab peeling skeezers. I know he has concubines. That's poly. That is not monogamy. And this is being practiced when this girl, the previous girl said, the money's mine over here, but I, I'm not using any of my money. This is all poly. And we've been practicing it for a long time. We just convinced ourselves that monogamy is what it is. If you've got married, divorced, and remarried, if you got married, divorced, and dated another person, that is called poly. That is not monogamy. If you've cheated or been cheated on, that is not called monogamy. If you've dated and serial dated multiple men and in the middle of those, many men got access, that is called poly. That is not monogamy. 
if you had temporary sexual exclusivity and then broke up and in the middle gap part, you slept with another man and then you went back to the previous man. How was that monogamy? Mm. <laughs> like that is called poly. If you have a man providing emotional, uh, financial and in and, and a house like there are three different men. If you have three different men and I, I go to him to be my emotional support, I go to him to be my financial support. I go to him because he has my kids. We have kids together. That is called poly. And I've demonstrated that by this picture right here. Oh, I can't find the picture. It's called the before daddy, the after daddy and the during daddy or whatever, where that black woman put up a picture of her daughter and three men and she gave them three titles. This is the daddy. This is the stepdaddy. This is the before daddy. And this is the after daddy. She gave them three. And all three of them are providing some sort of support to her emotionally, financially, or, and or sexually. That is called poly. That is not monogamous. Now, she might be only sleeping with one of them, but she's getting support from all three. That is called poly. That is not monogamy. But we look at it, brush it to the side, and then convince ourselves we can have one true love. And it's not happening. Now, the reason why I say it's not happening and I'm calling this out is because you guys are trying to fool other men that this is possible. The men you're trying to fool are the men under the 30%, the cleanup guy, the, the, the dad that stepped up, and you're trying to think, tell them that's not possible when, ladies, you're out here practicing open polyamory. And then later on, say something foolish like this. This is why we make fun of them. We, you, you say it like and this. And that's you. And, you. and then you make these guys think that you can love them when you've never loved one man in your entire life. Mm. You've never done it. You've never done it. And then when I say love doesn't last, you out here trying to get on me and attack me. Well, if it lasted, lady, why are you 28, late 30s, early, uh, late 20s, early 30s? Why are you now trying to convince suckers to date you? Why do you have another man's child and want me to now pay for it? That's called poly. Mm. And I'm tired of arguing because I try, I'm trying to make too much sense. And what you want is to make people believe that, 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 uh, that they're dumb. Anybody that has dated a single mother, you com contributed to a polyamorous relationship. If you paid for them kids, McDonald's. If you took them to Disneyland, you contributed to a poly relationship. That is not monogamy. Is no way in, in the world that can be monogamy. But you're confusing sexual exclusivity temporarily to monogamy. That is not the definition of monogamy at all. You might think so, but it is not. That's just temporary sexual exclusivity, and you've given that to multiple men. Men, you're not out of the woods on this one at all either. What if you are the top 20 to 30% of men? Well, here's the deal. Those top 20 to 30% of men have slept with, for certain, 80% of the women. This is called the Pareto Principle. If you have a body count as a man over 8, over 10, you are a polyamorous or, uh, sorry, polygynous, or you are a, uh, uh, you are a, a slut maker. You are a 304 maker at best. If you're in the high 50s, 
to 70s to 100s, you are in a rare breed of man. You are the rare breed. Not many men have 50 to 100 partners. Men, women do, not many men. Many women have those, but not many men. The problem I have with men like this, and not men that just do this, the problem I have with men who push this type of lifestyle is that they're delusional as well. See, their delusion lies in this. They want to run around here and then call women whores and you want to call women sluts and then you want to call uh, uh, you want to call all these women unmarriageable and then you out here doing that. Not only are you doing it, you're telling other men to do it. Then you're out here complaining that these girls are 304s. What? Not only that, here's the next problem I have. Then you try to convince me that you don't pay for it and then you try to say, then you try to say, like it's hysterical. This this part right here. You try to say that you're not sleeping with whores. What? Mm. That you're picking from the good ones. That you're getting the best looking ones. That you're not out here dealing with women who deal with pay for play. That you're just picking the ones right off the vine that don't have body counts. And they're the best quality women. And you're out here laying with them. But your body count keeps going up and up and up. It keeps going up and up and up, but you're not dealing with scab pulling skeezers. You're dealing with only the eight, nines, and tens that you're out here telling men to run. How is that possible when you're out here sleeping with all these women? How? How is it possible you're not paying? This is false information. You're delusional. You're just as delusional as the women who believe they're monogamous. It's crazy. How, how are you sleeping with 200, 300? You're not catching no STDs. You just managed to dodge all the bullets. You never impregnated a girl. You never assaulted one. You've had them all treated well. You never paid a dime. And then you call yourself one to teach the men who fall under that. You call yourself one to teach them how to do the exact same thing as you. But then you want to be critical of the women out here that are opening their legs. I don't get it. You Look, you're just as delusional as the women that we talk to. This is goofball stuff. It's goofball. How can you live in both worlds? How can you live in both worlds, sir? <laughs> you either have to say, look, I'm out here in these streets and own up to the fact that you're dealing with drunkards, that you're dealing with emotionally damaged women, women with uh, uh, daddy issues, women that are psycho and crazy, Women that are out here that are getting piped down viciously. Some women have sugar daddies because they're being pom uh, poly. You paid. You dodge bullets. You had STIs. You got to deal with the fact you can't dance in this world and then dance in this world. No. <laughs> you can't dance. Anymore. I think somebody mentioned Andrew Tate. He He literally was saying, hey, I had a high body count and look at the women I'm with. And he showed you. Most of the women that he cavorted with were, in, in, in other words, for lack of a better term, prostitutes. And I'm not trying to diss him, but that's what he dealt with because they were cam girls. Are we going to assume that the cam girls go to church on Sunday? That they don't do this and sell this out in the real world? They just sell behind the camera, so, but they're a good woman once the camera goes off. No, absolutely not. See, this is what we do over here. We kick the real, and if, whether you're a male or a female. And what sickens me is that you will look at what this woman said, and I'll play it again, and think she's off. She's on the money. 
Now, I don't know who if she's saying men created monogamy, but I would certainly say men benefit greatly more than women from monogamy than vice versa. So I could see a case and this could be debatable. I could see a case where I could say men probably push for that shit more than women. Because you could not deal with the fact that your girl got piped down. Look at how men react when they get cheated on versus women. There's a lot of dudes that lose their shit when they find out their girl got piped down. Not even piped down. Your girl talked to another man. You lose your shit. You will be all bent out of shape and turned inside out. Not only that, who are the people who are likely more to create the control structure around monogamy? Politicians, church, and um, uh, um, um, who am I missing out? The wealthy, rich, those that did not practice monogamy. They were the ones likely to push it. Who are they probably? Men. Men. Who's likely to more benefit from being a part of having access to sex when they probably wouldn't under poly? Men. So I can see the support around why men would push it. But also the same point, men want multiple women to sleep with. They're eventually going to want another woman. So now you got to get that situation going. Okay. Interesting conversation. And not, not only that, who's more likely to die if they weren't monogamous? Men or women in the history of the world. Who's most likely to get taken out if they were uh, found out to not be monogamous men or women who are most likely to get stoned shot their whole reputations ruined and dragged lose out on potential mates and marriages who's more likely to if they didn't participate in monogamy get drug women women lost when they didn't be monogamous men did not overwhelmingly lose unless they were married they got their kids taken away from them. women would get full out stoned cap decapitated shot uh gibbeted <laughs> Buried, buried alive. They get choked out. Why? So how does, how, <laughs> how is that, that they came up with the concept and put themselves up there and be like, oh, we rather, we were life and limb trying to participate in this shit. Burned at the stake, Salem witch trial, which was basically a 304 trial. It was a trial for 304s. People don't want to talk about that history. It was a trial for 304s and their culture were around the religious. The Puritans were like, okay, had these 304s out here. Mm. Let's play this again. I think it is men and it is only because then they can what? Get their chance at a woman. Now, there's a debate around where women would have created it through jealousy. But look, there's women who are jealous of their men cheating and they still stay. They still will stay with that man. Your woman cheats on you. You out of there. You out. You don't want no parts of that. What? You got piped down by another man? I'm out. It was invented by men. Men need monogamy. Because they wanted to, the average, was it because the average man wanted to have a beautiful woman? No. Why was it? No. Monogamy is necessary. Let's get this conversation on the table here. You men, most of you have sex with non-beautiful women. Let's just say this. Because statistically, not many women are beautiful. Not many women fall into the standard of what people will call beauty. And in order for them to become into the beautiful category, they got to commit witchcraft and some sort of sorcery to become that woman. 
which is the miracle of modern science, Botox, lip injections, booty injections, titty injections. They got to put masks full of mascara, foundation, and concealer. They got to put wigs and weaves on in order to be even considered in the beauty category. And most of them look tragic. All right, but with that being said, if 30% if, if of the men, 20 to 30% of the men are banging 80% of the women, the idea that the men at the top are getting all only the attractive woman flies completely out the window. It <laughs> the manufacturer beach. It flies completely out the window. Men bang just about anything. I don't want to hear about that. I only get the top looking women. Not only that, the top looking woman costs money most of the time, if not all. And they've been transacted multiple times on boats, uh, in Monaco, in luxury cars, vehicles, luxury liners, blimps. I don't care what you call it. That's where the beautiful women be at. Matter of fact, most of y'all ain't never seen no beautiful woman. She just beautiful where you live at. Why don't you go to a major city where it tends to be that the beautiful women congregate in? Then tell me about the beautiful woman you lie down with. You're in Memphis. You're in Kansas City. You ain't seen a beautiful woman. Highly unlikely you've seen one. You've seen a good-looking woman in your area. That's it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, go to a big city and whatever big city it is. If you're in, in the South, if you ain't in Louisiana, I'm sorry, if you ain't in New Orleans, Houston, Dallas, and or Miami or Tampa, you've been seeing nothing but the best possible big fish in a little pond. You've seen the big fish in the little pond. <laughs> That's all you've seen. Go to one of the go to New Orleans, and then all of a sudden the shit is gonna change real quick. If you're in this in the Northeast, same thing. If you ain't in Boston, you ain't in New York. Okay. You maybe ain't you ain't in Washington, DC, which could be the South as well. Maybe Philadelphia. You ain't seen no beautiful woman. You're in Albany, Buffalo. You messing around in Trenton, Rochester. You running around, <laughs> you running around, uh, yeah, this, you running around in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, you ain't seen no beautiful woman, no you ain't, you ain't, if that's where the woman you banged, they, you didn't bang the beautiful ones, no you didn't, Bridgeport, New Haven, Connecticut, the only beautiful woman you see, they work part-time as strippers and cell workers, and they live in Bridgeport. And then they go, they take their ass to New York to get some money. You live in the Midwest. And you live outside of the city limits. You ain't seen no beautiful women. You've seen snow cows. Right? You live in a small town. Yes. See what I'm saying? You live in Reno on the West Coast. And you live in Reno, Tucson. You live somewhere in Pueblo, Colorado. You live in Fresno, California, Stockton. You live somewhere in the sticks in Corvallis, Oregon. You live in eastern Washington. You ain't seen no beautiful women. <laughs> you live in Spokane. No, you've seen the best that that has to offer. But when you take your ass to the city, that's where the women leave Spokane. They leave Stockton. They leave Corvallis. They leave these areas and they go to where they're most likely to do what? 
find higher value mates. They don't stick around in Corvallis to hang out. And then they, if they do, they cash them chips. <laughs> they cash them chips. They're like, all right, this is the best I could do. And they stay in Corvallis. They stay in Denver. They stay in Colorado Springs. And they just push it in then. <laughs> they go to where the money is. That's where beautiful women go. You don't see no girl that could be out here driving passengers, riding passenger in a Ferrari with a sugar daddy. You don't see her. You don't see her in South Dakota. She's not staying in Bismarck. I'll just make it here. She realizes I have the genetic lottery. I better go to Monaco. Monte Carlo, here I come. And she gets on the airplane that a sugar daddy in Bismarck paid for, and she flies her ass to a higher value mate in Monaco. <laughs> it's that simple. And they can do it with relative ease. So let me play this video one more time. All right. Uh, and if you're a woman, you're listening to me and you think you're the baddest chick in Milwaukee. You ain't the baddest chick anywhere outside of Milwaukee or Racine or Kenosha or any one of these subpar, subpar podunk towns. All right. Why don't you go to Chicago and tell me what's up? Go to Chicago. Get out of Gary, Indiana and go to Chicago and tell me where you land. Y'all hate me. Y'all be hating me, man. I know, man. I know I'm a little bit mean. I say this with love. I say this with love. I say this in humor. This is supposed to make you laugh. This isn't supposed to make you cry. You're supposed to laugh. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What, what are we doing here? Somebody said that Cambodian, that Cambodian chick were, was where we're at the money at. A lot of rich guys in Portland. Yep. I men, men need monogamy. Because they wanted to, the average, was it because the average man wanted to have a beautiful woman? No. Why was it? No. Monogamy is necessary because if you say we're going to develop a polygamous community, what will happen is what the women will do, because women, we are genetically wired to want to procreate with the biggest, strongest, richest man. This right. is embedded in us. It's nothing anyone could play God to say that I'm not like that. Yes, you are, sis. God made you that way. And mm -hmm. it's for a reason. It's how you keep the human race going. Not all men are meant to be carried on. Some are meant Ooh. to die out in Ooh. their lifetime. That, Monogamy look, wasn't. Hey, that part, that last part might have sound cold, but it's true. Survival of the fittest. That is the nature of the, the, the that is the nature of nature. And a lot of men have died out without ever have touching a woman. Think of our earlier years of war. Many of our frontline warriors were young men, adolescents. Many of them died and ain't never touched a woman. Ain't never thought about ever touching a woman. They thought about surviving and they got put out on the front line. And then only after that man made it to age 28 and can get out of the armed forces, maybe he had a chance. Many times the women in those small towns of these military bases then targeted them, not for love, but for benefits to get out of that small podunk town. Hey, it's a cold game. It's a cold game. The middle evil, the medieval ages, men probably were 13, 14, 15, all dying for bow and arrows and spears. Ain't never got no woman. Never. As a matter of fact, 80% of the woman, women in our whole uh, history have um, co of, uh, procreated. 80% of our women in the history of time have procreated. Not only with one man, but with multiple men. How many men statistically in the history of that same time have procreated? Go ahead and put the percentages up. Put your guesses up. 
Put your guesses up as to how many men have procreated versus the 80% of women that have procreated and not just one with multiple. How many men in the history of the world have procreated? 40 is the number. 40%. 40%. Only 40%. It's the same thing as the community, the black community, as you would say. The black community, same thing. 80% of the women seem to be getting knocked up and pushing babies out. What percentage of the men in the community have the babies? It's right around, it's less than 50%. It's right around 41 to 45%. You can find the number if you want. And most of the women in the community have procreated with multiple men. Not just one. They've had one and made another one with another one. This is the reality of it, and that's the, that's the realities of nature. So if these women have believe in love, they seem to be procreating with multiple men or at least getting a chance to where most men, some close to 60 to 55 to 60% of men in the black community have zero babies. Mm. Zip. <laughs> and then there's women running around with multiple, uh, multiple for multiple men. Do the numbers. Do the numbers yourself. What she said to me, she hit it out of the park. And I don't believe a lot of women will uh, be this honest. She hit it out of the park. All right. Let's get to all the contributions. And then I thought it would be a longer show, but we got it. We got it done about the three-hour mark. Hey, what do we got here? Shout out to Robert Moreno. Shout out to CGA, a.k.a. Hafiz's daddy. Damn daddy. Shout out to uh, Albert Wester says XXs are so confused. They say that patriarchy oppressed them, but they also want a poly relationship system where a small group of men control everything. Again, we tell you, don't believe what they say. Believe their actions. This is the best way to free yourself as a man. Trust the actions. Sometimes you will trust the words and the actions will offend you. But I trust the actions more than the words. And that's just with any human being you could tell me all you what you want to tell me well i tend to be like this and this is my characteristic and this is my sign this is what i believe show me i'm from missouri the show me state i'm not actually from missouri but i don't believe words i believe action shout out to jc you're not bringing that snot infested nugget over here indeed shout out to ty he says options dictate actions 100 percent one of the things I teach you in my book, my new book is coming out probably middle of the next year, leverage and options. You could tell me whatever the hell you want to tell me, but when leverage and options dictate everything, once a person has leverage, it's going to dictate his options. If he has leverage and options, he basically gets to call the shots. You get to call the shots with women as far as you want them, and you can be like, I got leverage and options. I can do whatever. Now, when you operate with no leverage or perceived equal leverage, you make dumbass decisions. You have less options. And then you have to depend on some shit like love lasting. Like that's what you have to depend on. You need to believe love lasts. Why? You got no leverage. You got to believe in it. You got to believe that that person likes you for you because you got nothing else going for you. You'd be like, I don't trick. Well, you're depending on the woman liking you for you statistically that doesn't happen i broke down the statistics for you that shit don't, that shit don't work very long and at some particular point she'll withhold sex from you and you got to put up with it 
we just went over that. You got to put up with it and you got to argue and you got to try to get her to convince her. You got to have a dating coach tell you, you got to tell her this and tell her that. That's having no leverage. That's no leverage. That's no place for you to be for a long period of time. That's no place. Listen, I got in that position and I realized real quick that this is not a life I want to live for very long. Shout out to Baraka. Coach, even the United States men's national team coming out in the group uh, stage of World Cup. He says, we need to check what they will bring in proceeds compared to the United States na women's national team as winners. Are they going to come out of the stage? They tied. They tied the country and they play in England. I think they out. What is it? The top two advance? They're playing England, so that's an L. They lost, They tied, uh, who would they tie? Cuba? I can't remember who they tied. They still going to make more money. <laughs> Shout out to TV Universe. Says the Cleveland Show deserves a RP analysis. Shout out to the Cleveland Show. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, they tied Wales. United States not supposed to tie Wales, but also Argentina not supposed to lose to Saudi Arabia. So, mm. <laughs> All right. Um. Shout out to, uh, he says, the Cleveland show deserves a red pill analysis. Cleveland Brown abandoned his dreams a second time to marry a single mother of two kids. He says they masked black men. They masked black men becoming a stepdaddy with comedy. Interesting. Interesting. I've never seen the show, but um, I know he's a character. I think he was a character on Family Guy, but I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check that out. MS81 says props to you, coach, for knowing about Bridgeport, Connecticut, LOL. Well, I lived in the Northeast. I've lived in every region in the country. I lived in the Northeast. I lived in, uh, I lived near Port Jefferson, New York, which is on Long Island, which is a very long island. And to get to Connecticut, you can either drive on the interstate, you can drive the Long Island Expressway, and then curve around and drive up, I believe, 95 North and get to Connecticut, or you could take the ferry over from Port Jefferson into Bridgeport. I believe, yes, Bridgeport is where you would land. You take the ferry, which was the ferry from Port Jefferson. And I've taken that many, many times to get over to Rest Haven, Connecticut, Waterbury, Newport. I'm uh, sorry, not Newport, New Haven. And um, also, uh, there's some other places. And by the way, you can get up to Massachusetts. You can put your car on a ferry. You put your car on a ferry, pause. <laughs> you take it across and you can drive up and get to Boston. You shave some time. Shout out to Rest Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> All the places in Connecticut. People think Connecticut people are rich. Mm. Connecticut is the hood. Hartford. Some of these places in the Northeast, y'all be thinking, oh, rich people live in Rhode Island. Mm. <laughs> Have you been to Providence, Rhode Island? There's not many rich people in Providence. It is very industrial. And it is ghetto. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in Providence, Rhode Island. It be ghetto in Providence. I showed up in Providence like, shit. Mm. I thought Rhode Island was rich. Pro Providence is the hood. I'm so hood. All right. Shout out to Lower War Moore. Thank God for social media. Thank God for social media. I, you know, in the early Red Pill, we used to thank, uh, we used to hate social media. Women don't need social media. Well, unfortunately, guys, you ain't taking social media for women. They're going to have to give it up themselves. You ain't taking social media from women. That's a crutch. That's like that's like you get it, taking your job from you. You ain't never 
Women are never giving up social media. So let's call that what it is. Now we have to be thankful for social media because social media has peeled back the curtain on women. Thank God. Thank God. You better be thanking your lucky stars because it's hard for you to fall for the bullshit when they out here just revealing it. Not only are they revealing the bullshit, they literally revealing themselves. See, the one of the lies that we learned early on in our young childhood, this is the lie that we learned, and now we're learning that it was a lie. They told us that we only think about, that we only think with our pain, uh, Johnson. They like, you guys always thinking about sex. You guys are reprehensible. You're objectifying us. You think about one thing. Now we know that to be a complete lie. It is the women that are thinking about sex all the time. It's the women objectifying themselves. When given the chance, ladies, if you're mad at me, when given the chance, here's social media. You have the ability to get information, learn, build relationships, get all the shit that we supposedly thought you wanted. And you debunked that. We want to be equal and we want work and we want jobs and careers and husbands. You got social media and you freaking turn a normal situation into a 304 situation. One slight ability to put your booty on the internet. And you don't miss an opportunity to put your booty on the internet just even by happenstance. Some are overtly putting and shaking their booty on the internet. Some are overtly practicing hypergamy. Some of are overtly saying, I have options. It's crazy. I'm sitting there like, oh, wow, dude, you go on TikTok and you see people from young, young, way younger than needed to be on there doing it already. And these are your future wives. These are your future wives. And then you go to the 18 to 22 then they're out here revealing their worst slut days. Then you go from 25 to 32. They're still doing it, saying they got options and they need to find a, a, a man to date, but they still got sugar daddies. They still selling a bit. They still got OnlyFans. Then you go from 32 to 45. I still got it. I still got it. Then you got married women doing it. Now you go to 45 and up and they posting that goofy selfie. I mean, grannies on OnlyFans and Instagram. I mean, what are we doing, guys? Look, the only thing you can say against this is not all women are doing it. Not all women are doing it. But are they protesting the women doing it? Are they protesting the women doing it? See, they used to say this is liberation. Now, hoeing is liberation. Hoeing, hoeing is liberation, and they warned you about it. Remember when J-Lo and old-ass Shakira got up on stage, and I said then on the Super Bowl, I was like, who wants to see 50-year-old women stripping? I was like, why are we doing that? They said, this is liberation. And I was like, this is a bad sign. Ever since that day, I mean, it was getting worse already, but since that day, hoeing is liberation. Do y'all want to pull this back? Y'all trying to pull this back? Are women protesting this? Do you see them going out there? No, we need to stop this. You're objectifying yourself. 
you're making money, becoming a celibate, and then you're gonna end it. They celebrating that shit. Gone girl, you go girl, you go queen. Yes, dude. What more proof than you need? The women that are even saying, "Well, I don't do it," they out there in the comment section. Ooh, girl, your booty so juicy. Ooh, look at that ass. Look at them titties. Look at them. they're the ones with the most comments under the pictures, <laughs> with the lick emoji, with the water spritz, with the hard eyes. Look at it. I want you to look at it. Most of these comments are women. And many times, if they don't have a big audience, their friends are egging them on. And they'll say, I wish I had the confidence to do this. The women that are saying that they don't do this are looking at their friends doing it, saying, I wish I had the confidence to do this. They're not saying, man, I got to disattach myself from these 304s. I want you to think about this. So even the person that says, well, I don't do it. Are you protesting? Are you showing yourself in some sort of apron? in a traditional dress that is somewhat modest? Are you doing the opposite? See, to say you're not doing it would be to say you're doing the opposite of. But most of the time, they're not doing the opposite. Neither are they protesting. So that's all you need to know. Trust actions, not words. Not all women are doing that is a statement that does not be, it's not backed up by the actions. With that being said, thank God for social media. Thank God. Somebody says, yeah, they were oppressed. Now they're not oppressed. So women today are not oppressed. Now you see why men oppressed them. That's number one. Number two, without the oppression, what has happened? What has happened? Without the oppression, all the men backed off, says we will not oppress anymore. What happened? Exactly what the Bible said would happen. <laughs> we're in Sodom and Gomorrah. We're in... We're in um, Samson and Delilah. We're <laughs> do what you want with this world, but I'm not fighting anymore. I'm not fighting it. I'm going to be a full active participant on the dark side. I'm going to be a part of this debauchery. <laughs> but you guys want to save this ship. <laughs> the ship is sinking. In terms of what you want, meaning monogamy, control, control over women, control over finances, it's gone. That ship in the West has sailed. It sailed. It ain't coming back, guys. And the only way it comes back is my five conditions. Shout out to Miles Shumley, coaches speaking straight facts. You just broke down the delusional dating coach playbook and how the body count argument is laughable. Both men and women today are delusional. You're lying to yourselves. And that's why I'd be going hard on dating coaches because they try to come in here and then say a guy is an incel. You will say a guy is an incel and a virgin. But you're penalizing him for a lack of sex. You will blame him for it. Fully participate in hypergamy and or the sexual marketplace, monetize sexual marketplace, and then criticize women that are either not going to give it up or criticize them for giving it up. What the hell? Dating coaches are delusional. How are you going to call? Why would a dating coach call a woman a whore? They shouldn't even even it, it shouldn't even come out of their mouth because that's what you're dealing with. That's what you're patting yourself on the back for. You're dealing with whores. Like, what are you talking about? What are you dealing with? Just the good ones. How is that mathematically possible? <laughs> How is that mathematically possible? Like, do the math. 
Okay, every woman you meet, they're just the good ones you're plucking off the vine for the first time. They're just the ones that ain't just dumb, ain't never had sex. You're just meeting the virgins. And not only that, you're out here defiling the virgins and then criticizing the, the hooker. Why would you add to more skeezers and then call them skeezers? <laughs> Wait, I, that's my biggest problem with dating coaches. And y'all, if you, listen, the king of kings is here. If you want to debate me, I'll tell you, you don't want no smoke, but bring your ass on here. Not only that, bring your receipts when you come. And we can get after it, sir. Mr. Spin Plates. Mr. You got to go out here. We can bring your bullshit ass argument and I'm going to tie your ass in a knot. <laughs> I'm going to tie your ass in a knot. Around your carotid artery. In 10 seconds, it won't take me long with these dating coaches because they they nothing but liars. All right, so um <laughs> oh man, tie your ass in the knot. First of all, if you older than 45 and you a dating coach and or married, I'm gonna ask you for one photo with you with a woman under the age of 25. I need a photo. I need an evidence that you in bed with her. If not, you've been discredited immediately. Everything you say need to go ahead and fly right out the window. It's hot air. It's like having your windows open and blasting the air conditioning. Bye-bye. Your heating bill done went up. It's gone. I will torch that ass if you don't bring the picture. And all dating coaches must bring receipts before you come on my show. I'm not going to hear no words from you. The pimping in the back end don't work on me. I'm not one of these floozies that you deal with at, at, at these drunk bar floozies you deal with. You ain't going to come over here and try to twist and turn words over on me. Okay, I ain't let you gonna get away with it. I ain't gonna let you get away with it. <laughs> I ain't letting you get away with that bullshit. You don't have to answer some hard questions. And I know you ain't gonna last very long. Just like you ain't lasting very long in the bed, but you telling us you piping it down out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Ty. But we can have fun with it. I'm not going to attack you. So if you're scared, I'm not going to attack you. But I'm going to make them words turn on you real quick. <laughs> Pause. All right. Shout out to Ty. He says, funny enough, when you build yourself up enough to have options, that's when you find out who the who you really are. He says, that's when you know and you're your most authentic self. And that's true, too. You know, you know how many guys tell me that they have a corporate job, I can't say what I want to say. Well, that's called conforming. Like, you got to wear the suit. You got to actually say the corporate mono, uh, corporate corporate jargon. You can't say anything outside of that because you'll lose your job, essentially, indentured servants. The most freely speaking men are the men who either have the guts or they have the resources or the leverage and the options or they have the confidence that whatever they lose, they can build back up. Those are the most truthful men to listen to. They're telling the truth and they can say the truth. Not even NBA players can do this because you fear getting canceled. Celebrities fear getting canceled, although they're on social media. They still can't say what they want to say. If you're on YouTube and Instagram, you really can't say what you want to say. If you do, you're going to get canceled. I mean, or you have a fear of getting canceled. But the most truthful people know that they have the options and the leverage and they never will uh tell you lies 
men who are desperate to date or desperate to find love are liars. Okay? You're lying and you're so nervous and you're wringing out the sweat in your hand to impress this woman. And you're going to sit up there and lie to her. And she eventually going to find out who you are. And then the relationship going to break and blow up. Because <laughs> she's going to be like, oh, you didn't say who you was. I'm out. The key to the, the key to this life, leverage and options, be yourself. Right? It is what it is. He said they're not coming on here. You got an open invitation. Um, but you got to, this is not going to be an opportunity to fly your kite when you come over here if you're a dating coach. You ain't about to just fly your kite. I'm going to come over here and question your ass. All right, you're going to have to stand up to questioning when you come over here. And I'm not going to softball you. And even if we homies, I'm not going to softball you. Anyway, I think we got all the contributions. So, look, should we do a makeup show tonight? We missed last night. It's an opportunity for me to do a do a makeup show. Yeah, and uh, and if nobody challenged me, you can't make a video on me. If you talk shit on the video, I've given the open op- open opportunity to bring your ass over here. Do not mention my name on no video. That goes for you subpar subcontent creators too. You had your chance, and uh, trust me, you're watching me. Don't say you don't watch me. Okay, I'm talking to the king of kings here. <laughs> you know, you know what I said. I've been I've been putting this invitation out here for a long time. I've been telling you, I'll fly you out and let's go run some game. I'm going to video record that shit. I'm going to record it. We're not going to run game in Tupelo, Mississippi. We're not going to do that. We're not going to go to your Bama town and run game on fat women. Mm. <laughs> we're not doing, we're not going to your Bama ass town and running game there at that dusty ass bar in Detroit. Remember that dusty bar in Detroit where the dude walked off with the two women that robbed and killed him? All right, no, we ain't going to that dusty-ass shit. We're not going to the tavern. We're not going to the tavern. We're not going to the casinos in Lake Tahoe and Reno to run no game. No, we're not going to the biggest little city on earth. We're not going. (laughs) We're not going to the hole-in-the-wall shit where they serving gumbo and got strippers and they got a club over on the side. All right, they got gumbo in the back. We got gumbo. Get you a cup of gumbo in a in a damn styrofoam cup. You can get some gumbo back there that got girls that got gambling back there. We're not going to the after hour spot. And we're not going to Houston. So I need to check in. We're not going to Houston where I need to check in with Jay Prince and his homeboys. And we're going to shoot dice at the bowling alley. We're not doing that, man. We're going to upper scale, high end spots where beautiful women are going to be. Standard of beauty. I'm not hearing that. Well, that ain't the standard. That ain't what I like. We ain't doing that shit. That's not an excuse. You said you run game. We going to run some game. (laughs) We going to the top upper echelon where they park. They park sports cars at the top. That's where they valet them. And you got to pay them 40 and 50 bucks and pay the valet and tip them $100 to park your car. We're not driving your dusty Toyota and parking in the parking lot down there. And I got to walk with my Christian Louboutin red bottoms, scuffing them up all the way to get to the damn nightclub. We're not doing that shit. Mm. Nah, I'm not getting my Louboutins all wrecked up. 
I'm going to go take my slides and walk up straight to the cobble all the way to the damn smooth floor. That's where we're going. <laughs> where they got several Lamborghinis, McLarens, Porsches, all parked right there when you pull up to the valet. Where you avoid the valet and you park across at the shopping mall and you cross the street. That's where we going to the club. Yeah, we ain't going to no Bama shit. <laughs> and then when we get in there, we we sit in the VIP. If we're walking around the club and you're running game, I already know you lost. You lost. So pay for a table when we get in there. Pay for a table when we get in there. I'm not going to be running around the club with my camera crew. As you running up with your holding one drink, nursing that shit, sipping white Russian, trying to put your game in your Mac on, running up the girls and try to grind and dead. No, we ain't doing that, bro. <laughs> get your ass a table. Get your ass something behind the velvet rope. <laughs> See, that's what we doing, man. That's what we doing. All right. Anyway. That's the only thing we talk about here. And you're going to have high and heavy rollers. We're not going to the Flamingo. We're going to the resort world. All right. We're going to the high-end casino shit. That's what we doing. We going, we ain't going to, we ain't going to, uh, we ain't going to the cheap-ass hotels on the strip. We're not going to New York, New York. Let's go run game in New York, New York hotel. We're not even going to the NGA Grand. We're going to the Venetian. We're going to Resort World. We're going to, we ain't going to Casino Boat off of Baton Rouge. You know, that we got the Baton Rouge Casino Boat. I'm about to go out there and run game after I eat this pork chop. Yeah, no, 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 no. Mr. Pork Chop, we ain't doing that, sir. So get your best shit on, get your fly shit, get your hair cut. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's where we going. We ain't going to South Point. We're not going to the Palms. <laughs> We're not going to the Palms. No, man, we ain't going to the Palms. I know you think the Palms is upscale shit. We are not going to the Prim. We're not freaking going to Prim, Nevada. Shit, first class shit only. Where we know that shit going, man, you're going to have to come with some heavy, steep game. Anyway, enough of this fool. Somebody said comb your beard. Comb your beard. Put some hair on your chest. Yeah, Palms was popping. J Flo said Palms was popping in 2004. Mm. <laughs> in 2004, Palms was the shit. Yo ass want to stay up in the Palms now and go run. We going to the Palms. Man, please, what you are, you sit your ass down. All right, anyway, who wants to take me up on this? All right, shout out to the coach guy. I think we done. I think we got everybody here. Uh, yep, shout out to Ty. I got you. You were the last one. So we out of here. We'll do tonight's show. And if nobody shows up, nobody shows up. It is what it is. Peace. Here Gentlemen, comes the bank roll. Here it comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's, that's what make it happen? This would make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? We did. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. 
I want you to break down like a 12 gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You don't want to be committed. I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs.